Welcome back to another week of the Rogue Agents. We are here to party and have a great time. How about all you people? Um, okay, you see you had a question. What, do you, what did you want to ask? Because I, I want to know what the question is now. I want to know how your monochrome Suns roster is coming together. Oh, they're coming along spectacularly. <laughs> I have not done anything to Blade <laughs> since my submission picture. I have oh, no. nine days. I have nine days to try and do this. I'm actually like, so I'm extremely, 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 extremely like intimidated to try this. Cause it's like, usually if you're using a color, you can kind of mask it with a little bit like, okay, like I've splashed a little bit here. I'm just going to put a little more shade there and make it look like a shadow spot. Oh, yeah. But like black and white, like, like to me, like I can't get past that hurdle and the mind block in my head that wouldn't, I'm going to have to do. Like, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't you just do some of the, like the value work that you were doing on the bust? So you could just kind of like use like your, your shades of well, so, to get them where you So go? that was like, that was the plan was I was going to do the buzz first to kind of give me like, okay, I have the foundation. Let's use blade now to build up on this. That's why I had like took on like this whole entire thing. I'm going to do my midnight suns and monochrome. Cause I'm going to use this whole entire experience of doing suns yeah. to do the monochrome. And plus it's super in theme for suns. Cause they were a black and white comic at one point. Um, so I, I kind of like the idea of it, but I'm also just kind of like, what do I make black and what do I make white? What's gray? Like, like, like late, like that part is like the super confounding part where I'm just like, where do I even begin with this? So it's, I, I have nine days, but I'm probably going to get started on it this weekend slash, um, so coming up, I'll have it done before the end of the month. But I was just thinking like for blade, like, would you look at like black and white pictures of like actual, like blade movie or blade? I was stills. I was going to go and uh, pull up some pictures of the old comics when they were black and white, and then just print, okay. print one of those off and like oh, there you go. Yeah, as a yeah. reference point. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that was my um, burning so... question. Sorry, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I had a conversation. I was on Omnis's uh, pod this last week. Do them yeah. like Spy versus Spy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was like on Omnis's episode this last week, and he had said like. It ain't a Rogue Agents episode if you don't mess up the intro. And I'm like, it's gonna be one of these days where like I go through and I get the I get the intro actually like spot on and we're actually on a flow and we get things rolling just perfectly well. And then we have to scrap it because it doesn't feel right. Like <laughs> good times, good times. All right. Uh also if anybody wants to check out a Midnight Suns episode, go listen to Ahmed's Protocol. He and I did a episode on Suns. Like this came out on Monday, I believe. It was fun. We just kind of like talked about basically concepts and mind thoughts with um, Midnight Suns and building lists and such like that. And I'm still nice. working on Suns lists and I still have not touched Blade and Painting as we just discussed. But let's get on with the show. We have announcements. Let me pull up my show notes. All right. Uh, Thanks to the patrons. So don't forget, we'll be doing the drawing in about a week and a half or so. Uh, Sentinel Tactics. Pretty cool. Pretty cool Sentinel tactics. I kind of like. Okay, so I want to talk about this card though. Uh, we don't ever talk about cards. I want to talk about this one. The um, actually, you know what? There's a listener question on us. We'll we'll hit it later. Um, right. but the cards are pretty cool. I like Sentinels. Sentinels are look super fun. Um, hot takes, cold drinks. I am still drinking Victory Sour. Um, I don't know. I I don't know why it's going to be any different. Um, because I just am in love with this beer beverage. What do you have tonight? Tonight's. Mutant X IPA. 
I'm feeling kind of muty tonight. So, ha ha! <laughs> All <laughs> right, completely. <laughs> uh, I did not mean to do that, but I did it. So, <laughs> well, you came on at first with like without a Marvel shirt on. He had like this squad shirt on, and I was like, "You're gonna do two weeks in a row without a Marvel shirt," and oh he's like, "I'll be back." And he changed <laughs> that one on. All right. Uh, challenge of the week from last week it was Strucker. What's up, Matt? Um, challenge of the week was Strucker plus conditions. Every character had to have a condition. I personally liked Todd's. Uh, the pickle was his Discord name, and his list was where's that? Strucker, Zola, Mordo, Viper, Witch, Bucky, Hawkeye, Sin. Omega Red and Proxima Midnight. I like the fact that it's got Omega in there because I think I'm going to try and put Omega in my um, one. Uh, his thought process with it is ideas to put out all status and benefits from passing them off and being able to re-rule for them and have the crisis help spread even more. You could run Strucker, Zola, Witch, Viper, Hawkeye to dump status and then you use Scarlet Witch's card to get more statuses, kick them while they're down, and just keep stacking from there. Uh, he's playing Secures with Demons, Terrigen, and Fisk. Um... So he's running all the condition secures, which is kind of funny. He's got uh, illicit tech, kick them while they're down, whims of chaos. Um, those are all basically he's like so much jammed in condition. This is exactly what I wanted. Like it's that's why I picked him. That's cool. Yeah, I like that list a lot. What's up, Nellen? Uh, did you pick one, or did you not look at it? <laughs> uh, I looked at them. I have uh, not a whole lot of interest in Hydra, uh, not for any That's particular fair. reason. I think they're going to be like everywhere. I think they're going to define yeah. the meta for a little while. And uh, I'm way more interested in playing things that aren't Hydra. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Completely fair. Oh, did you say what you were drinking? Oh, yeah, you did. Muty. Yeah, Mutant. Mutant I'm like super spacey now. Okay. Uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and get into the main topic. And this is why I kind of put out a message today is inviting everybody to come out. Let's go talk. Let's talk about the state of the game right now. Um, I feel like so it, you had mentioned that there's like other podcasts that are kind of having the similar topic, but it's also kind of an important topic right now because I see nothing but like negativity across the discords and Facebook of people just kind of being down on the game right now. And I feel like as content creators, it could be a, like on us to reinvigorate people's want to play the game. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I can dig on that. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that is the case. (laughs) It's on us. It's on us as players too. But uh, if, if the game got you down, then it's time to figure something out. And uh, so I remember, if you guys don't mind a story from an old man, when, uh, I remember. I remember. You remember? <laughs> I, I remember. I remember. I, I remember. Mem- I remember. All you got was the worst thing that we had to deal with. And I uh, still think it. I still. I would rather have today's meta <laughs> than have that meta. Oh, God, I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Like, <laughs> let me get Enchantress Medusa. All you got, like, and you could spam that in literally any list. Like any list, you could fit Enchantress Medusa, and then take three of whatever the affiliation is, and you have a top tier list. Like it's just like God. You know, that's an interesting uh, splash pieces. It's something that we should come back to uh, as we talk through this. But uh, my buddy and I just stopped playing all you got against each other. That was it. So that was back when it was mostly just just Fred and I every week. And uh, at one point, like I just stopped bringing all you got. A couple weeks later, Fred stopped bringing all you got. And I was like, why just stop bringing all you got? And he's like, because it seems like 
so much of the game because we at this point we were traveling for for stuff but we hadn't really like met too many other people playing and yeah. uh like in our area and he's like i just feel like every game seems like it's a race to all you got like who, who yeah who got there first who gets who it first <laughs> and it's like ah yeah 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 i i, I agree <laughs> Well, so like, what would you say is like the issue with the the game state now? Like, why why is there so many complaints? Why is there so much like I guess discourse with where the game's at currently? I think we have two problems. One of which, by problems, I I really just mean like we have two things that people complain about. <laughs> and uh, one of them, I don't actually think that a lot of people are like complaining about the right thing. So. What we have, so it's a hard. This is hard for me to say. We have an extract problem. This is the one that I don't think that people like actually want to talk about very often. We, yeah, I, I think we kind of have an extract problem in the game, uh, and this is the one that I don't think people complain about. I don't know enough as much or or correctly. <laughs> like you can complain <laughs> however you want, but like it, there's a way that you can complain that's just like crying and whining into the ether. And then there's a way that you can complain. That's like, you know, trying to actually fix whatever your, your, your problem is or make yourself more prepared for it. Um, this problem leads directly to problem number two, which is unfortunately, in my opinion, a little bit similar to the Medusa Enchantress. All you got splash which is that we have very, <laughs> very strong characters that can show up in just about every affiliation. And it's one of the beautiful things about this game is that you can play your favorite character anywhere. It's also one of those things about this game where like, if we get a critical mass of really good things that are all coexisting at the same time and we don't have other options that like at least can like kind of offset some of that, then we tend to, to push very hard in that direction. And uh, the more... <laughs> what up bard cat yeah we're over mal here he's played like 100 <laughs> games with him and he never wants to play with him again and uh i uh the, the cat rejected my body so uh <laughs> <laughs> there's poison in the veins <laughs> so we're we're all done with that but i mean that said i feel like this podcast we've kind of taken the approach of, like we like to play fun things we like to play powerful things too like we miss hyper viper's presence uh, hopefully we can get him back on sometime in the very near future. But like when we first started, Thanos was the boogeyman and that guy and I would constantly talk about our Thanos love because <laughs> <laughs> playing with fun pieces is fun. And that's a thing that, you know, to a large extent, Medusa and Enchantress and all you've got enabled some really fun plays for like a dude to just like go and do a thing and like have some fun. Unfortunately, it came like really hardcore at your opponent's expense and like people would never recover from games. And then you've got like this whole period of time where, the game's kind of in, in, in limbo. Like it's like you and your opponent and the moment is passed. The game seems like somewhat unwinnable and you're ready to walk away. And I think that yeah. we're in an interesting place right now with a lot of people who, okay. So one more background piece for this was something that uh, I remember talking with Mike DeLuca after NashCon last year, not this past NashCon, but the one before uh, talking about some of his, uh, perspective on black order and he said the most flattering thing that like anyone in crisis protocol has ever said to me he was like i have to make so many roster concessions for you because <laughs> <laughs> i was playing black order at the time and black order basically meant that playing black order uh a year a year and change ago basically meant that your opponent had to bring not their favorite characters to the game because they had to bring stuff that could beat 
Black Order. And it's not because you're going to play Black Order in round one or round two or round three. But like if you're at a four round event, like there's a chance you're going to see that hyper competitive roster, whether it's whatever shape it's taking currently. You're going to see it in round three. You're going to see it around four. You're going to see it in round five. You're going to see it in the cut. And like if you're not prepared for that, right, it's like one of the things that I remember hearing people talk about football and even magic was like, you you basically have to build your team or your deck or your roster for the higher end of competition, not the lower end. At the lower end of competition, like honestly, player skill, dice, just having a couple of superior pieces might be enough. But at the higher end of competition, you you need to be prepared for that. And that's where everything starts to go kind of to this level of skew where we all start complaining about it in one shape or form. So hopefully that was a whole cohesive part. <laughs> I, sorry, it was a little long, a little bit of a ramble there. But, uh, oh, you're fine. What's what's new? Normally it's me the one rambling. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we have been the rogue agents. <laughs> uh, so but, basically, uh, extract problems, roster same sameness, and now we've got some very strong splash pieces that are forcing some very specific concessions to be made well, in your I, roster I think, to play at a high level. I think like you, you said it there, but you didn't hit on it really that hard. And that's uh the roster sameness. If you look across like different launch shanks or other tournament softwares, like anything that records data, like mm-hmm. the majority of what you're seeing that are winning events is Cabal Malekith and Sam Vengers. Like that's literally like like I saw a screenshot the other day of like I think it was like a twelve person event or something like that, and literally the only thing you saw on launch tanks was Cabal, 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 Avengers, 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 <laughs> oh Avengers, Avengers, and it was it's kind of like like that kind of like ruins like <laughs> any type of like fun to be completely honest. Like yeah. it, it really does. It's it's very much like like I want to go to an event and play whatever I want to play. Um, but you know, like we're here to talk about like the game state and like this might come off a little bit of negative, but we're, we're trying to be as honest as possible. Right. Um, yeah. oh and be God. as positive as possible. So too much. How much vanilla ice but, cream do you need in this life? <laughs> but, so I think, I think it kind of comes down to a, a simple thing though, is just like, we all like see like all these cabal and Avengers and then everybody just kind of jumps on it because it's like, I want to be competitive. I feel like I have to play this to be competitive. And that's kind of like where this podcast came from, isn't it? Is yeah, I want to play what I want and be competitive. So I'm going to put a challenge out to everybody is don't follow the bandwagon. Don't follow the Avengers or the cabal. Um, like granted I played cabal, but I was playing cabal before it was hot. Like, <laughs> like, I don't okay, know. Like I, is, I, 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 I don't I, think I, I, I fell on the bandwagon. I don't. I just want to say no, I don't think I fell on the bandwagon because I was like Malakith's picture came out. I was like, I'm gonna play Malakith at Nova. I don't care what his rules are. That's such a cool model. Um, but it's like I also just like hipster dizzard. Wow, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I did it before it was cool. Gosh. Um, <laughs> Whatever, whatever, Barncat. I'm playing Midnight Suns now. You should be happy about that. Uh, and it doesn't have Malekith in the list either. Um, but anyways, uh, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be framed as one of those people that, like, just jumped on the bandwagon when it was like, I don't know. I feel like me, Vince Chan, um, Mando, I think, and Peyton were probably, like, the people putting the most work into Malekith lists. Um, yeah. I feel like I was the idea guy at best. 
<laughs> I mean, you you gave me like, try this, try this, try this. I'm not gonna run any games with it though. <laughs> I'm just gonna get smoked by hyperfiber. <laughs> but but it's like we look at it. We look at like the state of like the, all these like launching events and other things going on, and it's like everybody's playing the same thing. And like that's gonna be like I'm playing nothing but mirror matches. So that's I guess so like my challenge, my challenge to the listeners is like still just like go to an event, play what you want. And try to beat the meta. Don't be the meta. Beat the meta. Like I don't know how else to say it. Like I don't know. I'm playing freaking Suns, which people laugh at and be like, "Why are you playing Suns?" Like because I want to do something that not everybody else is doing, and I want to try and succeed with it. I'm trying to use like some sort of thought behind this list and be able to play it to a point that is actually going to be successful. Is it the best of the best? No, not by any means. I'm not going to say ever that like Suns are like top tier meta and gonna win events like crazy but it's like i don't know we're playing a game for fun i mean they should be (laughs) but it's also like like why why am i gonna go to an event and like play what's meta and be bored the entire time and like like why like for me personally like i stopped playing malekith list because i'm tired of it i'm tired of playing malekith i'm burnt out with it i don't care to go to an event i'd rather go to an event and lose then go to an event and win with Malekith at this point. I've played way too much Malekith and I want to play something different. Um, because it's boring to me to play the same list for more than two months, apparently. Uh, trademark, don't be the meta, beat the meta. <laughs> but, as, I, but like that's the whole philosophy of the show, isn't it? Is like, what can we do to play what we want and like still be competitive? And it comes down to like mindset and concepts and all that. Like, I don't have to go play Avengers to go have fun. I don't have to go to an event and, like, have to win that event to have fun. We're playing a game that we spent money on to have fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I, I spent, I don't know how much on this game by now. I pretty much have everything. So, however much that is. And I want to play with all my toys and not, like, only, like, 25% of them. Or even, oh, like, yeah. 10% of them. So that's that's the challenge that I have for everybody who's listening to this is stop, I guess, following the bandwagon and like play what you want. Like if you want to play Guardians, play Guardians. Oh, but Guardians aren't good in this meta. Who cares? Like make your own meta. You don't have to like play. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you laugh at it, but I'm serious. You know I'm what I mean? Laughing. Like I think Guardians are good at everything at except for maybe Mal. I think the Guardians are actually like absolutely amazing into like oh, but everything then, but then they, maybe Mal. And and but okay, then the answer is. But then the answer is, oh, let's play Malekith in the list. Well, don't do that. If you don't want to play Malekith, don't freaking play Malekith. Like, there's yeah, other solutions. There's others. There are other characters in this game that are just slept on because of the fact that oh, this character's meta, so I'm gonna play this character. I'm getting worked up about this. You know, like you are getting a little I'm worked tired. Up about it. I, I'm just I'm tired <laughs> of like I don't know. The biggest complaint is I see people saying. I don't like the game right now because I'm forced to play this. You're not forced to fucking do anything. Like <laughs> you're not. Like I, I, you're I not. Like 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 play what you want and have fun with it. Like you got Barncat okay. in here saying Space Maw, Ant Man, Joey Ed says Ant Man is so sick. But like I'm also not forced to play the game. No, you're not. You're not. You're, you're there to have fun. Go to an event. You're paying money to go to an event. You're paying money for these models. Play whatever you want to. You don't have to play Malekith. You don't have to play Sam. Like, if you go with the intent of, I want to win this event, well, what do you want to win that event with? Well, I want to win this event with Midnight Suns. Okay, well, spend the time building a Midnight Suns list yeah. and have fun with it 
and like play the game how you're gonna have fun. Now, if that means like I'm gonna play the game and win at like at the expense of my like sanity and boredom, then sure, play whatever. Play play Avengers, play Sam, play play Malekith, which in my opinion, Malekith and Sam are probably like the absolute top dogs of the game at the moment. Um, but like, where's the fun and like that? Like, I don't want to go to my local and just like stomp everybody because a character is good. I want to stomp everybody because I'm a good player. And how do you show that? You show that by playing something like X-Force or Midnight Suns or something that's not the top of the meta. So if you want to like prove yourself as a competent player, play something that's not meta. All right, rant on. Go go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Give me me five cents. I want five cents. Give me the nugget of knowledge right now. So... Two things, right? Always at least two things, but two things. Number one, every character in the game is somebody's favorite character. Even Malekith. You came from a background of really enjoying Malekith as a character. And boom, there you are. You had your moment in the sun and now you're done. And it was stopped by Corvus. Well, Um, you know, (laughs) Black Quarters crushes dreams. I told you I'm never going to let you down on that. Even my own. (laughs) But... There's a there's a certain social contract to, to games like this, and uh, I think that just understanding why you want to bring something like you know going back to all you've got with Fred, where we both just kind of stopped running it even without talking about it. It was just like you know what, yeah. that's not the game that I want to play, so I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to complain if you sit down and like that's that's the game that you you want to play. So that's the important distinction, right? Is you've got to be yeah. able to to let go of your opponent's roster. Because that's another thing that we're all about here. Like, powerful pieces are fun to play, but at the same time, <laughs> you can't be like, I don't want to play against Malekith. I don't want to play against this. I don't want to play against that. I don't like this. And you can say those things, but at the end of the day, you really can't take too much umbrage with it or yeah. that's not the matchup for you that night. And at that point, it's a social conversation or social contract it's a conversation between friends. It's a conversation between peers. It's a conversation between players of the same game. That's just like, hey, if this is like, like we don't have to do this kind of stuff. I was talking with somebody the other night and I explained, I was trying to like split a hair on like how my summer felt so grindy with like an LVOIS like every month and then two pretty big tournaments at the end where there was like always something to prep for, always something to do, always something where like I couldn't just like, feel comfortable kicking back and just putting characters that I wanted to put on the table on the table because I had to get ready for this event or I had to, you know, try and do this or try and do that. And meanwhile, literally for like almost every single one of those events, I took a, all the ones I did well at, (laughs) I took a roster that I built the night before (laughs) Yeah, and was like, I'm just going to play this. And, uh, it's not because, you know, I'm I'm trying to tell you not to put in reps or things like that, because I never built a list that wasn't a bunch of pieces that I had tons of experience with, right? So like all the reps and stuff, I, I still stand behind that as a statement. But that doesn't mean you can't just like have some fun and do something, you know, that comes to you in the night, which brings me to a topic that I wanted to kind of touch on, which is like innovation versus everything else. Innovation because is key. The slogan of the podcast key. that we probably haven't said in like three months. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> And you, you innovate by exploring, like that's how you do it. And if you get stuck on the same things, if you get stuck in the same track, if you get stuck on what somebody told you is optimized, or, you know, you, you get stuck on something that you've had really great experiences with, like, 
I got I got ripped on the week after Original Human Torch came out because I was fielding Iron Man in a game that I could have fit my Original Human Torch. And it's like, why are you playing Torch? Like, you know what Iron Man does. How many games you got with Torch? And it's like, oh, dang it. So I, I haven't not brought Torch since then just because I wanted to get more more games with him. Yeah. But innovation is ideas it's using pieces that people don't understand. It's understanding the qualities of your list that nobody else can you know, quite grasp. It's a combination of your play style and the pieces that you choose. And you can, you can netlist some great stuff in any game. This game is not exclusive from that. I think this game might be a little bit more complicated than, than some well, just like I mean, grab and run, grab and go strategies. Let's let's hit on that real quick. It's like you look back at Magic or any other mm-hmm. like big game, like War Machine even, or any big game, is typically you see people like, oh, this list is super freaking good. This deck is super freaking good. Like, I'm going to bring this deck. And then you know what ends up winning the overall tournament? Something Not that deck. And stuff, exactly. and, stuff, and stuff that has been like in the game since the very beginning and old and stuff that everybody just forgot about how it works because they're so focused on like, this is what the meta is. So like, yeah, innovating yeah, and using stuff news. that's different. Anything you yeah. pull off the internet that's already won or placed well at an event is old news. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Number one, it's a proven commodity. Everybody knows how good that is. Like, I don't want to take yeah. anything away from Sploosh's Nashcon victory or uh, Janway's uh, Nova victory, right? But like playing Avengers is not an unknown commodity. You know what you're doing. You're bringing the best. You're trying to do something. And that, you know, that's that's tournament expectations, right? Like, what are you here to do? I'm here to win. Well, if you're here to win, then go for it. If you, you know, <laughs> good for you if you're an Avengers yeah. fan right now. Like, this is a wonderful <laughs> time for you to be alive and playing MCP. But like, I don't know. I don't hate the Avengers, but they're not my bag. So I Yeah, I and that's the same with me is there. like, like, I don't want to play Avengers because I just don't care. Like I don't care to play the Avengers. Like I, I you laugh at it, but it's like no, that's how that's how I am. Way. Like like I don't I don't care to play Sam. I don't care to play Steve. Like to me, those aren't exciting characters. Like Blade and Midnight Suns is more exciting to me than Avengers is because that's how I am as a person. It's not because like they're an underdog or because of anything like that. It's because they're a more interesting character that is like not in my opinion not solved yet. Like. I strongly think that Midnight Suns and Blade itself are not solved. So that's kind of like where my next scene was. Getting into Malekith, I was like, well, this scene's brand new. I like the model a whole lot. I love the character in the comics. It's a super in-depth character. Rules came out. This guy's super broken. I don't care. I'm playing it anyways. Um, <laughs> and let me build the list how I want to play the list. But like, I guarantee you, like my Malekith list was different than other people's Malekith list. I was running freaking Omega Red and Sinister and making them work under him. But there's are very, very usually like maligned characters where people are like, yeah. oh, don't fucking play that. Um, but, but that's how now, I build lists. Now so that's if somebody brings Omega Red and Sinister with Mal, like <laughs> to some extent, they're also a proven commodity. Like it, yeah. it's like, this is where it can be hard. It, it can be, if you're dealing with an innovator, <laughs> when you find like, when they find, or you, if you're an innovator, however, it's working out for you and in your group, right? When somebody brings something that's good and it's like surprises you and knocks your socks off. Like there's a reason I say that casual is far more brutal of a game than competitive is and competitive. We expect everything to beat the crap out of us. 
in yeah. a, a casual game, there are factions that can just or affiliations that can basically like hard counter each other accidentally. There are also like just just setups that can hard counter each other accidentally. And then on top of that, if you've got someone who's actually exploring new territory, they can find something that is just brutal and just beat the crap out of everybody, competitive or casual alike. And it's like, well, dang, like that can be as big of a quote unquote NPE as anything else that you experience in this game. And it's like, hopefully you can, you know, take a step back and be like, that's cool. I haven't seen that before. Wow. I'm impressed. Or like, you know, talk to them about it, drill down deeper with them, steal it for your own, like whatever makes you happy. <laughs> whatever happens, you know. <laughs> for sure. But I don't know. If I got two points here, it's that anything you pull off of long shanks or, you know, otherwise on the internet that, that's already done something somewhere, that is a proven commodity. And in some ways it represents a meta that is already resolved or resolving. So, I mean, we've talked about that a little bit before. It, we're going to have a shakeup here really soon. And we'll see oh, what yeah. we're complaining about in a month and a half. <laughs> Midnight Suns with Red School. Uh, Probably. All right. So, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, so I want to I want to get back to that real quick, and that's like yeah. the, the two big issues of the game. We we've talked quite a, at length about like same Z's and like seeing like mirror lists or basically the same list. We've kind of like hit that nail in the coffin pretty hard. Um, let's talk about extracts real quick, like. Extracts are in a bad spot. To be completely honest, like we're, let's, let's not sugarcoat it at all. Let's just be honest. We've had the same extracts for a year now. The last new extract was Legacy Virus, wasn't it? Legacy Virus and Research Station that came out like in the same window. Yeah, yeah, and that was last fall. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like, and we've we, lost, we're kind of in this. We've state. lost two. We've lost two. Since then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so it, it kind of, like, really narrows the field, and it's kind of like, man, like, AMG, like, what's happening? Like, like what are we going to do about extracts? We don't see any extracts on the horizon either. Like, all these character boxes coming out don't have extract card or crisis card even on the box. So it's like, what is what is happening? Um, so I, I, to be completely honest, I was going to say, like, what can we do about, like, these issues and these complaints? But it's like, well, as far as this goes, there really isn't a whole lot we can do, except for, like, just play what you want. Enjoy. Like that's that's kind of where I'm at with the game currently. Is I'm gonna play what I want, have fun with it. I mean, it's kind of where I've always been, but I'm gonna play what I want and like have fun with it. Like I'm there to have a social experience with friends, and I'm there to play the yeah. game. Like, isn't that what miniature gaming is about? Is to have Amen. a social experience with friends. So and, like, yeah, that's, that's that's what you get from the game. Like, it's not like. Right. You, you get fun from playing the game. You may say this, the game is stale at the moment, but there are people like we talked about this pre-show and that was Guild Ball. What yeah. was the mission in Guild Ball? I have a ball that I'm going to try and score goals with, or I'm going to try and kill you. There was no like different objectives. There was nothing else. Like it's the same objective every single game, but people loved it. People played the shit out of Guild Ball. People still play the shit out of Guild Ball and do like the, the fan service of it and like people are trying to keep it going so it's like you just like people love a game that has a good core set of rules and can play the crises or the objective um and in this case to be honest like you still have a lot of different options as far as crises go yeah we've been playing the same crisis for with no change for over about a year now but you're still gonna play like crisis combinations that you don't play on the regular like I'm going to run into, oh, I don't know, 
spiders and fisk when all that so maybe change up your crises that you're playing so that way it changes the game like maybe you're not playing something that maybe your list probably wants um like there are things that you can do to like change up the crisis situation and that's like don't follow the net listing bring in different crises that people don't normally see stop playing hammers stop playing oh i don't know what what else do you see all the time Creecore. like play something other than that yeah, play potatoes. the play the weird extracts that other people aren't playing and that might throw a wrench in people's plans it's like all right, I'm only expecting to see this crisis, this crisis, and this crisis because that's all anybody's playing because everybody's netlisting at this point. So bring something that throws a wrench in the machine and like that's going to actually give you a competitive edge, to be completely honest, because now everything's a state of the game where they're so used to seeing the same uh, the same three crises um, over and over and over again. Like, I don't know. I played hammers probably three out of four times at Nova. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So like, I'm so tired of playing hammers. Okay. Well, I'm not going to play hammers. Even if my list is super good at it, (laughs) I'm going to bring something different. Yeah. Like overabundance of hammers. It's it's just like, yeah. Welcome to crisis protocol. (laughs) Uh, we got, uh, Joey in the chat here. Uh, it says, absolutely. We've been drawing them totally at random. So I'm guessing like, he means like at the game store, they'll play a game. And they'll just completely draw what the crisis scenario is instead of going off of the list. Um, that's actually kind of an interesting concept. Like, like yeah, do that. Like, just play completely random. It also helps you fine tune your list instead of just playing like what's like your thing is good for your list. Like, it, like just completely randomly draw your crises, make the game more interesting on your casual game night. Bring random ones, have a plucky attitude, and wean it. Absolute well, Matt says. I mean, there's. All right, so. Battle Realms. The problem with Battle Realms was that it added an additional layer to the game that the more experienced you were with the game, the easier the pick ban process was for you to understand how to, to hurt your opponent, how to how to better disable whatever they had decided to bring to Battle Realms. So as a game to increase the fun value of the game, it, in my opinion, it didn't quite work that way. I think it's a cool format and I'd actually like to play it some more, especially as these character lists get so deep. Like you can literally bring like 15 X-Men now and be like, yeah, I can play Battle Realms with this. Like you decide who I don't get to bring. (laughs) Yeah. But one of the cool, one of the things that I look at, you know, now when I look back on Battle Realms is the, the crisis mechanic. And at the time, it actually was a huge turnoff for me because I was like, man, I'm so tired of playing on flip secures because it was like the, the least of all evils. Right. So like, because so battle realms you pick five of each five five extracts five secures and you then each player would randomly put one of each of theirs into a pot and then you'd roll for priority and you'd pick your pot and then you'd grab those crises but because it was all random you couldn't just like throw all the things that you were good at in there because your roster was you know somewhat diverse you could see what the crisis was before you were picking rosters so it could be kind of easy just like ban this that and the other thing and now you didn't have as much game as you would normally have playing on this crisis that you prefer so i i brought potatoes and flip secures to that and i was not alone in bringing that to battle realms and it made it really unenjoyable to me at the time i was like man like i'm so tired of just playing on flip secures and on potato extracts and now i look back on that and it turns out that like that's basically if we were to like define 
the extract and secure combination meta from like season eight and season seven of the TTS league. And a lot of my own experience in real life, like that's the world we're living in right now is that that's what people are bringing by and large. Uh, you can bring other things, but because of, you know, things like Kingpin, it makes it hard to bring non flips. If you're not in some way advantaged on uh, just standing around. So either you've got like, you know, pushes and throws and plenty of displacement, or you just count as two or you have both. So I, I think that there's a certain element there that's like, wow, we are in the place where those battle realm crises combinations that so frustrated me before I have to play that for like regular MCP now. And I, I guess I don't mind it as much, but I wonder if it's the same kind of like mindset that has some people complaining about other things when, like I said earlier, I think that, you know, the, the, the complaints, some of the complaints about sameness in the game have more to do with, you know, the, the extracts and secures that we're playing on as opposed to the, the care, but which are leading us to pick a certain set of characters because they excel at those. And yeah. without, I, yeah, I didn't get a else. chance. I didn't get a chance to play Battle Realms because I was deployed when it happened. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it, it came was, out. It, it, and it was a very short. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was literally like, like, hey guys, here's Battle Realms, and literally like probably a month later, it was like nobody liked it. Like this is garbage. Yeah. Another um, thing, but like the way, <laughs> yeah, the the way the way you describe it, like I, I don't know. I feel like maybe they tried introducing Battle Realms too soon. Um before there Maybe. was like a good like amount of characters and crises to actually be able to do it successfully. So I don't know. Maybe that's something that worth like re exploring is Battle Realms. Maybe. Like it does sound super interesting. Um I, again, because, I think it's something for an experienced group to play against each other way more than like yeah. trying to like, you know, make a play that that's something that's like new player friendly or or anything like that. So that's another thing but, that but, I think but, is important but, but, to talk about in this is is new players and the game and having yeah. discussions like this and having you know this kind of negative energy in the community at large period yeah okay so we'll get to that in a second yeah but like like you mentioned like competitive players like we're always looking for like the way to play the game the most least variant least like way more strategy type of thing and technically battle realms is that way to play the game the way i look at it on paper that's 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 probably what it should be but it's like it kind of takes like hey like we should probably revisit battle realms and see how it performs in the game now because maybe that gives people like the different feeling that they want where they feel like they have agency on what their opponent can bring by being able to ban something like oh if you don't pick malekith first i'm gonna ban malekith um but then people just pick malekith first which i've had that conversation with people your follow-up is Right. I, I don't know. I think Battle Realms has might have some legs uh, as a competitive format, not as uh, yeah. just like a way to play the game. And that's another problem that I think we have. <laughs> Talk this one on the end, too, is that yeah. we don't have a large enough community to fracture right now. Well, so let's let's go ahead and dive into the whole negative mental attitude and community talk. Yeah. I am. I, I Okay, I'm going to be real fucking egregious right here because I am fucking <laughs> sick and tired of seeing nothing but, like, just garbage. Like, garbage talk. Like, I, I don't know how else to phrase it. I really don't. Because it's like, like I, I, I used to love talking in the fan server. I used to love talking across all the discords about the state of the game, different things going on. But it's so negative now that I just avoid it. 
like the only discord that I really like actually partake in is ours. And then like private group discords where it's like very select individuals that are talking competitively and like building certain lists and trying to do this and this, but it's like the general overall public discords and like conversations that take and happen in them is extremely just off putting. And imagine being somebody who doesn't have like an established love for this game. Somebody who's like, hey, I heard MCP is a great game. Like, I heard it has a great rule set. I kind of want to get into this. I'm going to join this Discord that has hundreds of people in it, like over a thousand people in it, and everybody's talking about this dis- this Discord. I join it, and all I see is the game is bad right now. Um, and that's what I see. Like, I'm not going to want to play the game, and I'm going to completely be like, cool, another 40K, and I'm just going to leave, and I'm not going to be a part of this community. Like, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's extremely like sad to see because I love this game and I want to talk positive about it. I want to talk like ideas about it. Like I love like our little dojo uh, chats that we have in yeah. our server because it's literally like, what can I do to make this work? Like I have, I don't know, probably like, like Joey, um, Draz, <laughs> Matt Herb, um, God, who else is on the Midnight Suns train? Basically, the Midnight Suns posse. I'm I'm gonna call it that. But like, like we're like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty bad at it because like I'm working all day and I don't pay attention to Discord that much. But I do when I can. But it's like, it's a positive communication and it's a positive talk. That's literally like, like what can we do to make this work? Have you tried this yet? Have you tried this yet? And it's like what that conversation that I used to get from those like affiliation discords and the fan server and across other discords. I used to have those conversations there. But now I don't want to because it's like, well, I'm thinking about doing this. Like, yeah, but Mal kind of just shits on that. Like, and that's the conver- that's the end of the conversation. Like, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell tell, tell me mean, I'm wrong. There are a lot of voices in the community right now that are saying very similar things. And a lot of are like somewhat private places. Barcat, we did not do this. We did not. <laughs> Barcat says in the chat, you did this. I appreciate our well, okay, so, okay, so like let's talk about that real quick. Is Marquette <laughs> says that I did this. Like whenever Malekith came out and Malekith was like beginning to be a thing and all this stuff, um, like I was telling people, this is what you need to look at doing with Malekith. This is what you need to do to do against him. This is what you need to do to play him, giving all spectrums of how this character is impacting the game. To be like, fair, I, we, we did gush quite fair. a lot. <laughs> we did. We did. I won't deny that. Um, but the big thing is, is like, like it wasn't just like, it wasn't all like, hey, Malekith, game bad. It was like, hey, here's some things to consider. And in my opinion, none of that has changed. It's still the same. It's like, what do I do against Mal? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I control him. I tax him. And I try to play the game and outscore before he can get that lead on me. That's still a thing. <laughs> but the issue is, is you see these conversations. I, I get real heated about this. I see it every fucking day. It's and it's like, there. and it's like, it's like, well, what do I do? Because Malekith is in the game and I can't, I can't do anything because Malekith is here. Play Sam. Well, play Sam. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to play, play okay, Sam. Now we have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the thing though. Like, the conversation just stops. It's literally like nobody is discussing the game. It's literally like, I don't like this. Bad. 
It's it's because we all like, want to play our favorite characters. We all want to play characters that we made a connection but, with, either but in the game nobody, or in, in, nobody, in fiction. But nobody is like actually doing anything about it. Like all I see is excuse me. All I see is like negativity and like, well, why would you play that when you can just play Malekith? That's not the fucking answer. Like it's <laughs> I am like hot and fire tonight, you know? You but, are like, like it's, good. It's, good. It's, 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 it's not though like like and that that is what is creating the state of the game that everybody hates right now is it's the community literally all coming to a conclusion that end all be all malekith sam are lords and saviors and we must play malekith and sam if we want a chance at playing competitive like no like i'm gonna play midnight suns and i'm gonna do the freaking best that i can and see if i can best a malekith list because I think, I think it's more complex than that, but please, it please is. Continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to read some of the comments over here. We got Joey Edge. I'm a total noob, and the Suns Dojo got me hyped all over again. Uh, absolute mad. It's the same problem with herbs. Yes, there was janky plays, but there were tons of ways to stop it, and nobody wants to invest the time to play on it to learn how to play the extract. Barncat, I literally have tuned out to pretty much only Guarded Guardians fan server to chat there and help guard the Guardians folks. Cause a lot of the others have devolved. <coughs> Cause a lot of the others have devolved, in my opinion. Sassy. Not wrong. I'm digging sassy rogue agents. I have been voiding the main Discord. My eyes bugging me. And other for the same reason, desert. Yeah, like I, I was talking to Omnis, and I was like, I don't enjoy talking in the discords anymore because it's all just like shitting on the game. Like I don't know how else to put it. It really, really, really is. I remember a huge toxic convo in the X Force Discord. And it's like, I have not talked in the X Force Discord to actually have a like a conversation in months. Okay, hold on. To be fair, X Force specifically, their Messiah abandoned them, so there's a reason. <laughs> like literally, okay. literally, the person everyone in the X Force dojo was looking to to be their savior was like, "Peace." I found Malakin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Don't worry. I'm just, I keep clap backed away from them. (laughs) I, okay. I, I keep being told that I can't go back to X-Force yet. So everybody, I'm going to call him out right now. Everybody, everybody can blame Omnis. Um, Go ahead and just at Omnis in the Rogue Agents Discord or wherever you know him is at. And yeah. how much silver were you paid? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and just say, shekels. why? Just be like, why won't you let Desert play X Force? Um, it's a personal growth but, thing, guys. He's got to. You know what it is? I have to. I have to explore other things. Um, yeah. I'll probably won't play X Force again until they get a new model or a tactics card or something like that. Once that happens, I'll probably be like right back in it. But it's like he body slid two times far away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn. Your growth gave us all cancer, dude. I'm so sorry. Oh um, my gosh. God, those, the comments in this are just freaking savage. <laughs> I guess I need to play some X Force. I still play X Force, though, to be completely honest. I still play them from time to time. But like right now, my focus is Midnight Suns. So that's what I'm working on. I was trying to do a Midnight Suns and X Force combo. And then uh, a certain someone was like, just stop like get away from x-force <laughs> like 
Just don't do it. Give yourself a long enough break so that way when you revisit X-Force, it's with fresh eyes. I'm like, okay, fine. Red School, Master of X-Force. Honestly, Red School, New School, under X-Force is fucking lit. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Red School, Master of Hydra, under X-Force is lit. Like, let me just play this dude, and he helps out the secure game in the ways Honey Badger never could. Like, yeah. it really does. Like, whoo! Um, and, Cowboy and you Wolverine can, incoming. You can re-roll your shield, too. And you can re-roll your shield. <laughs> Red Skull, Master of Hydra under X-Force. That is the next... Anybody trying to play X-Force, give it a shot. You'll thank me later. Um, and that's also like a, a thing. Until it becomes too, meta. And everyone until it becomes meta. about it. What do you do then? But that's that's the thing though is like okay, and this is like I I keep forgetting about it, but I keep uh I keep thinking about like I lo- I lost it. Anyways, going on to the next topic. <laughs> um, but it's like we we start thinking about things, and it's like, um, wow, I am totally brain farting right now. I had a really good thought, and it keeps popping up as we discuss. And then I'm like, I got to remember to talk about this, and then it disappears. I got two uh, things. I got a short one and a long yeah, one. Yeah, go ahead. Remember, go you ahead. just interrupt me because I got I wrote mine down because right. I have to keep these uh, these timestamps now. So I, I tend to write down my spare thoughts too, <laughs> so I can come back to them later. I just ramble. You know, I just ramble and screw your timestamps up. Now <laughs> we are the tip of the spear, and I don't mean like me and Dylan. I mean like literally all of us. You are listening to a crisis protocol podcast. You are the tip of the spear. You care about this game. You care about playing it. You have fun doing it. You want to be better at it. But seriously, you have so much more experience with this game than so many other people. I don't care if you're great at it, bad at it, terrible at it, just here to paint, just here to hang out. Like whatever you're doing, you are the tip of the spear for this game. So that means that when you have an innovative idea, that means that you are breaking ground. Someone else run with hasn't it before. That's right. <laughs> run with it. See what it does. Get the reps in. See what happens. If you are talking about the game, you might be the first point of contact for the game. That might be the very first thing. <laughs> uh, Joey, if you're hearing this, you are the resistance. That's right. You guys are. like It's us. It's us against the world. But seriously, like this is the tip of the spear. You are on the cutting edge. You're not on Facebook. You're in the discords. You're not on Reddit. You're in the discord. You're hanging out in a Twitch chat. You are live with this game, breaking new ground right now. Like that's just a commitment that you've made to some extent. And that's why I think, at least for me, when the conversation goes sour, when people don't want to experiment because you know XYZ is better than ABC, or if anything crops up, in, in our environment, like it hurts me personally because of how much time I have put into trying to excel at this game, trying to be better at it. And, you know, to some extent, trying to share that with everybody. And I, I think that that's, that's something that is easy to miss in our own echo chamber is that this entire podcast echo chamber, content creator echo chamber, discord echo chamber, and any innovation that happens inside or out of that that is us being the tip of the spear. So they like the only people yeah. that are a part of the tip of the spear that we don't know are the people that aren't telling us anything because they're nowhere. They're literally in their basement doing the same kind of innovation, beating up on their friends because I don't know about your store, but crisis protocol stuff just keeps flying off the shelves. And we got three stores in my town. I see like 12 people somewhat regularly. 
there's no way that 12 people are buying all that product. <laughs> I've seen what most of them are playing. I've seen what most of them buy. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my two cents on being the tip of the spear. Do you remember your thought? No. It's gone. Right gone forever, probably. Um, <laughs> I just want to get back to, like, mental attitude and, like, yeah. actually community building. Like, in these discords and on Facebook, like, let's try to be positive. Let's try to, like actually be encouraging for the game instead of the whole well mal's just gonna shit on that or why aren't you playing sam like encourage people to like try different things like that's why i love like these dojo um channels that we have it's just always like encouraging thoughts like hey did you try this hey did you try this it's that love of like the old like affiliation specific discord i say like way too much um but anyways, I'm the Valley girl here. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but it's, I'm trying to like not say it and it's like stopping my thought process. Um, but like, like the dojo, is different. it's like, it's like, um, but it's those negative, not negative. I, I was reading what Barnk had said and I said negative. I said something once that wasn't negative and Sam shit on me. Wow. Okay. Um, to be fair, Barncat is we have a special relationship with the one called Barncat. And I think anytime Barncat says something, one of us just has to shit on it. Like we we love you, Barncat. We really do. Um even when you were talking shit on Malekith and me diverting <laughs> to the plague. Um <laughs> uh, Joey Ed saying one thousand percent coming in with problems and never bringing solutions. Shocked my beans to the core. <laughs> That was funny though, and that was the name of like the general channel for probably like a month and a half. We need a new name for the the general. That was channel. an honor. That was an honor, not a not a slight. If that's what we're talking Absolutely. about, absolutely the good old times. But okay, so that's the thing though. It's like the good old times. What was different about the good old times is people were trying to figure out the meta. Wow, this episode is all over the place. Like, pew, 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 pew. Everything was um, right with the world. Thanos was the boogeyman, and like we'd all come to accept it. Like that's that's what was different. Fair. <laughs> then they had um, to go and restrict the gems, and now everybody's like, "What do we do?" But Find like the next on most Joey's broken thing, on Joey's comment is coming in with problems and never bringing solutions, and like that's like like. Be a problem solver, not a problem inducer. We all know what the problem is. We know that extracts are an issue and Malachi slash Sam. Those are like the biggest issues at the moment. Okay, so what do we do to solve it? Like, I'm tired. I'm I'm so tired of conversations that are literally just like, like just play this. That's not helping. That's not helping at all. Like, yeah. like okay, well, I tried this, this, and this. And like, collaborate? Yeah, collaborate with each other on how to solve the issue. We said this on the Malekith episode. Like, talk about it. Talk about the game. Talk about, like, how to do things. Man. The solutions to the problems in this game are so consistent. Like, when you went, went through your list of, like, ways to shut down Malekith, it's like, it's the same checklist for Black Order, which is basically yeah. the same checklist for any sort of attrition, like, roster. Like, it's there. My point, going back to earlier points, is... It's a lot of roster concessions. You have to make concessions to beat that stuff. Or you have to like choose pieces that allow you to do that. And you know what? Maybe it's maybe it's your time to shine. Not just, you know, Avengers fan people, but also people who are, you know, I just love playing, you know, 
Storm, Thor, and Crimson Dynamo because uh... all the lightning to shock everybody. <laughs> You're gonna shock those beans. Shock the okay. beans. Like, turns um, out Captain Marvel's my favorite Marvel character ever. And you're like, wow. So you got shock and stagger. Like, dude, you're in a pretty good place right now. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you got you got Strax Midnight in the chat saying people complaining they complain some energy vampires. Absolutely, and that's like that's what it is. And like. I'm not going to lie, like the discords have honestly made me really just, I haven't played a game in probably two weeks. Um, and then before that was Nova. So I've played probably a total of one game since, I've, yeah, I've played one game since Nova. Um, other than shadow boxing and testing out suns. Um, so it's, I don't know, like it's the literal conversations that are happening. That is what's killing the game for me. So if we want this game to survive and actually like get somewhere is we need to have positive conversations. We need to discuss ways to beat the boogeyman, how to play the game in a way that we actually enjoy. And I've actually been reinvigorated by the sun's posse. I was going to call him. I'm going to call like Joey and everybody else, the sun's posse. Um, I've played two games since NashCon myself. But it's like, that's the state of the game that we're looking at. Is there so much negativity that why are you going to want to play a game that has negativity surrounding it? Um, I, I look at my local metas chat and it's like super positive, like talking about what they're going to play. They're super excited about Sentinels, super excited about different things and all sorts of stuff like that. And they're positive, but I just haven't had the time to get out and actually play at the game store. <laughs> Um, I'm a little jelly. I'm a little jelly of that because I feel like a lot of my personal discontent with the crisis protocol has happened because of my 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 local my my locals experience. Yeah. Which, uh, but I just I don't know. I I feel like a lot of like the atmosphere and attitude is because of the conversations surrounding the game. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. If we can be positive and build the community instead of tearing it from the inside out, then this game will survive. Yeah. The issue is, is we start being negative like this, we're we're pushing away people who are trying to get into it, who come into a conversation <laughs> that's like, why are you gonna do that when Mal just shits on everything? We're why are you gonna so play greedy. that? <laughs> yeah. like we are so greedy as a collective. Like literally, this model came out fifty days ago, forty five yeah. days ago. And it's like the whole world is ending. The game is over. You can't do anything except for Splash Malik. But it's like, hold on. We got 20 days. We're going to have a whole other release that's going to change everything again. Like, like, the game is not over. There's things in the pipeline. Things are changing. Things are shifting. Like, Oh, things things are you absolutely don't, you don't changing. Live I, you live right now. I tell you, I tell you what. Uh, Hydra and Red Skull and these Sentinels, they're going to change the game. But you know what's going to happen is people are still going to be talking about Malekith. People are still going to be talking about Sam. Because well, that is the status quo. Size 5 Sentinel does not thrill me. Brain, brain Brace, Brain Indomitable. Yeah. I think the Sentinels are... I, I think Sentinel Prime is freaking cool as shit. I love Sentinel Prime. Um, one absolutely mad. Our new Hydra Master soon. I I honestly think that's the coolest part about this game is every single month the meta shifts slightly. However, comma, we see all this stuff of like Sam is still the top. Um, Malakith is still the top. People are still going to be talking about Sam finger guns. Uh, 
Uh, but you know, but that's that's the thing though is it's like we see all this talk and people like new stuff comes out, but people can't like go look at other things. It's still Sam. It's still that. Like Hydra just came. Out. Like Hydra Strucker well, came out, and I think Strucker's great for the meta. Yeah. But the issue is, is people are so like Malekith and Sam. And that's like what people are focused on. So why don't we just freaking get off our dead asses and play something new and exciting or play something old and exciting, play something different because we all start net listing. We all start doing this thing and following the status quo. And that's going to make the game boring. Play something different. That is what I am asking the community and people to do is play something other than Malekith Cabal or Sam Wilson. Because when I look at a launch tanks event and I literally see nothing but eight people playing eight out of like like twelve playing Malekith, Cabal, and Sam Wilson Avengers, all I see is net listing and nobody like actually thinking for themselves and thinking that they have to play these to be competitive. I literally almost lost a game at a local event because somebody played Midnight Suns, which is like that's Shit my on, favorite stuff in this game. That is my favorite stuff in this game is when you like come into that guy that's like all I, I'm sure I've told the, all my red card story before, but I had a good friend that played magic. He sat down on a tournament and the guy in front of him pulled out like a stack of cards. It was so large. He just pulled it all out of a box and started shuffling it up. My buddy was like with his super tuned, like super fancy roster deck. He's like, oh, what's that? All my red cards. I love it when all my red cards can win. Like that is so cool. And it, even if it doesn't win, if it's like, scary and frightening like that's that's what makes this game for me it's so many ways okay i finally remembered my point i remembered my point i was gonna make earlier there is so much variance in this game there is not a meta king there is so much i'll say it again there is so much variance in this game there is never going to be a meta king we may think there's a meta king with sam wilson and malekith but there's going to be the one game where you're going against Corvus Glaive and he just fucking nukes everybody. And the Malekith list that should have won it all dies because of variance. Uh, I mean, tell me, tell, tell me. I, it's, it's a perfect example, though. Like, it is. I spent over 100 games preparing that list. I spent so much practice time. And I didn't lose to strategy. I didn't lose to tactics. I didn't oh, lose to anything like that. Well. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> But like, what what you put the nail in the coffin? I, I I fucking lost the dice, and variance is so high in this game that like there can't truly be a king because anything can win in this game because of the amount of variance. And what do you do in that case? Well, I try to limit my variance, and that's why Sam is actually really really good because he limits your variance that's going yeah. on. Depending on how you build your list, it's a different kind of variants, Malifin. right? Like he gives it's you an insurance yeah. policy to bad variants. It's not like like Corvus, who's like literally trying to fix your variants, or Malekith, who's trying to like use failure to like boost it to success. It's Sam, where it's like, well, I guess your day's my guy, so I'm gonna do something you didn't. I want get agency to. on. I get agency <laughs> on scenario now, but like, but that's the thing though is like I could like literally go to an event and win with X Force because variance was on my side that day. Yeah, like we can we can talk about Sam and Mal, but like it's this is not Sam versus Mal. We do not live no. in, in Sam versus Mal land. We live in a world where people know that Mal is strong and people know that Sam is strong. And so they bring those and they bring other strong characters. And you know what? 
more power to you. If that's the game you want to play, if that's what you want to do, what are your expectations for the tournament that day? Are you trying to practice for that event? I mean, I'd argue that like really you don't need a whole lot of practice with, with Sam Avengers to be yeah. decent at it. <laughs> like, what do you do with a small move when your opponent doesn't want you to have anything? Oh, cool. I got this. Like, I... It's not Sam versus Mal. There are definitely things that are easier than other things to play in this game. I personally find a lot more enjoyment out of playing things that, that I want to play or that I think yeah. are, are, are enjoyable to play or allow me to express myself in some way where I think like, wow, yes. I don't think people have thought about this in the current environment. I think it's actually got good matchups into a lot of the field. I'm going to see what happens with this and see, what, see where it goes. So I... It's not Sam versus Mal. It's really easy for us to de to degenerate the conversation into Sam versus Mal. All right. I think we've talked enough about this and we can I think we fit. I think we've Have we? Have we? <laughs> I don't know. We could honestly go on. We can go all night about this. I, I will say I want to hit this last I want to hit this last thing for me personally. See? That's the like new Perfect. things. And that is the fact that, like, there's always new things changing with this game. Don't get sucked into, like, same old hat. Like, try the new things. Try the old things. Just, like, again, innovation is key. Being able to go through and, like, bring stuff back to life is, like, great. It's great for the game. Because I get a new release in the game, like, something like Red School, and that's going to literally change, like, how I look at a certain list. The meta is changing every single month with every release. Yep. And that makes it so that way, like, there's never the same. You got people in the chat right now. You got, like, Spider-Foes made top eight in TTS. Two Web Warrior teams as well. Everyone yep. thought they were dead. And players like Shane and Matt Alex got them pretty far. Uh, Joey Ed saying Spider-Foes is my next. Uh, Strikes Midnight saying, I always love Spider-Man. Like, that's, the, like, the conversations that need to be happening. Like, this is He's what needs happen to build the community not destroy yes. it these are our conversations <laughs> yeah yeah God. these are the conversations Anyways, that are worth having with each other <laughs> yeah because why am i gonna want to go and have a conversation that's literally the same conversation for the past fucking two months like no, i'm like... so tired of it and this is, the, this is what makes me not want to talk in the discords is it's the same conversation like, stop shitting on people for trying to have a conversation about what works when you're just going to say Malekith is better. Like, or yeah. play Sam because Sam's better. Like, it just shits on people and it makes them not encouraged to try and do anything about it. So I, like, I considered saying, like, don't shit on people for playing Malekith and don't shit on people for playing Sam rosters as well. Because, like, that's, yeah. that's another part of our problem in the community. But, like, ultimately it comes down to one common denominator in that entire conversation, which is don't shit on each other. <laughs> Which doesn't remember seem the Ronin help you gave? Yeah, like 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 and that's the thing. Like like Barncast says, remember the Ronin help you gave. It's it's all about talking about actually encouraging conversations. And we have these rail-headed conversations. And that's all I ever freaking yeah. see is a rail-headed conversation. The state of the game right now isn't because of what AMG is doing with characters. It's not because of what's going on. It's because of the fucking community. Tell me I'm wrong. No. And, you know, another thing. So, like, <laughs> I'm going to call us out, you know, collectively for a second. Like, all of us. Like, content creators. But, you know, starting with us here. You just said that you've played, like, no games since Nova, effectively. Yeah. 
Well, I had I had one game. I had one game since Nova. One game since Nova. I have played maybe five, right? Yeah. So like, that's five games. I think that people put a lot of credit in content creators' hands and say, "Hey, like you know, you guys know what you're talking about because you're putting in the time, you're putting in the effort, you're doing this, you're doing that." But like, at the end of the day, a lot of what we're saying is opinion and. We strive on this show to talk about things that we understand from experience, but like as just content creators in general, I think you might be surprised at how little some of your your favorite content creators might actually play this game. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't listen in, to in us. We don't know what we're talking about currently. <laughs> in, in both directions. But, I mean, uh, it comes back to what we always say. We always say, "Fucking don't listen to content creators. Create your own opinion about the game." create your own opinion about a character you can listen to content creators for that like subjective opinion for that overall arcing opinion because maybe they do have more games played maybe they have more things going on at that moment but like the majority of the time the opinion whose matters about a certain character is your opinion about a character like sam may think that oh God, character. Who's your character of the month right now? Or character of the week? I don't care. Who's your character that you're hot on right now? Torch. I'm all over Torch, Torch? right now. Torch is so my you're boy. all over Torch? And I think Torch is a hot piece of shit. Um, <laughs> He's not. He does have two Mystic Defense. Oh, no. It's a really interesting situation. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is like, I've not played Torch at all. Um I haven't, <laughs> haven't touched Torch. But you, you said so that, I, and if someone only listened to that 10 seconds of our show, then they'd be like, shit, Torch sucks. Dizard said Torch yeah. sucks. It's over. But this is <laughs> but this is the thing, though, is it's all about bringing... I, 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 that was not my honest opinion of Torch. I think Torch is actually pretty cool. I want to like, clear, clear the room real quick. Uh, <laughs> but it's like... That's the thing that we see happening in the fucking community is you see one content creator or you see an opinion of, oh, I've played I played over 50 games with XYZ character and this is the way it is. And people just eat it up and they're like, this is yeah. it. Build your own opinion. That is like what when we say don't That's listen rest. to content creators, we don't is. mean like we don't mean like <laughs> don't listen to content creators. We mean build your own opinion. Take all the subjective ideas, take all these different things and build your opinion on the character that you love. Build the opinion on the character that you want to play. Don't just like take what content creators or anybody on the internet says about a character because who knows, they might be fucking wrong. (laughs) Man, I am super hot this episode. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Hey, so we got some people Uh, in the chat talking about dropping podcasts. Uh, In... Two things. Number one, if you are trying to fill a void in your podcast life, uh, I would check out Strike Better. Uh, Morgan Reed and Ryan Farmer and uh, other Mike have some some really great perspectives that they like to share on the game. And uh, I would definitely recommend checking them out if you haven't heard of them or aren't already. Um, th- this most recent episode that they did is about how to, how to practice better. And it's spot on. Uh, I would also suggest that when you're looking at like podcast feeds, my favorite episodes are the ones that have guests. When they bring somebody else on, it's like everybody's on their best behavior. So uh, always, you know, and, and you're getting a different level of insight than the people that uh, come come back around all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Here we go. 
more, right? Positivity, right? So we were talking about negativity. People in the chat were talking about podcasts they dropped because of negativity. Now we're positive again. We got people talking about the podcasts that they love and the ones that they want to listen to. So that's solid. Um, I would say that the most recent episode of The Danger Room is rock solid. It's a really fun experience of uh, the three of those guys built in rosters and uh, trying to play characters that they, they want to play and that they love. So another one that just came out is you have um anybody like played war machine like jaden from god what is it called league of souls something like that legend of soul i can't remember what it's fucking called but they have a new podcast out called dune prophecy and i really enjoy that podcast actually because it's a newer podcast um it's somebody who has really good like quality for their podcast it's and they're not like so sunken into like these mindsets and all this different thing. Uh, we got Barncat in the chat. Danger Room has awesome content, and I'm a big Mike D fan. Wait, Mike D. Mike D's on. Strikes better. No. Oh, Deluca, Deluca. They're both Mike D. They are. They are literally both Mike D. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. Like. I talk to Luca all the time. That's fair. That's so fair. They are both Mike D. I'm like, what are you talking about, Mike? Like, I look at like like Deluca is Deluca to me. Like, right, <laughs> I don't like right. like yeah. Um, did you used to have something to do with them? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, uh, Danger Room hasn't been the same since so they stopped talking about X Force every week. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, you know. Let me say one last thing on, on content creating in general. Uh, I, I love all of my fellow content creators. Uh, there's there's something very special to having the nerve, gumption, and narcissism to walk out there and say, I know how to talk about this, and I'm going to talk about it for at least an hour a week. And I, it, it's to be appreciated. I would like the general conversation to be a lot more positive. Than it has been over the past, but it's like <laughs> I, I think the I think the thing is I, I agree with that like like everybody who has a podcast I think is actually worth listening to. Sometimes it can be a little bit egregious. Sometimes it can be a little bit too much for what you like. Um, I'm, I'm sure this episode is going to get a lot of hate because of how hot and fiery it's been compared to our normal episodes. But I feel like it's a worthwhile conversation. Sam didn't want to talk about this. Let's be completely honest. Like like Sam did not want to talk about this. And I was like, let's try to paint it positive, but I feel like we've been actually rather negative lately. Oh, we've been negative and then like little little sprinkle of positive. And then negative and a little bit of sprinkle of positive. <laughs> but uh, it's hot and fiery and a Nova Blast from Torch. <laughs> <laughs> I paid seven uh, power to this shit. <laughs> but, I'm about okay, to so, taste myself. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's literally like I don't know. I feel like I felt like it was a conversation that needed to be had. And I think Danger Room's episode this week was actually extremely similar. They're very much like let's talk about the state of the game, what's going on, what we could do differently. Uh, but it's a worthwhile conversation to be had at the moment because of the fact group. that like social content. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's an interesting place to be right now. Um, I don't think anybody should like quit the game i don't think anybody should like just oh, give up no. on it i see a lot of conversations about people being like i'm just done with marvel right now because of xyz like that's not the attitude to have like the attitude of just giving up like yeah. like sure you can like take a hiatus for a minute come back if you're not having fun with it at the moment because that's the whole point of it it's a freaking game have fun and yeah. i think that's like i think i feel like that's like the philosophy that like majority of people are like starting to lose is like you're playing a game that you paid money for why are you like play it to have fun 
And that should be the reason yeah. why you're playing it. Not because like XYZ, you want to play this be terror game. Maybe it's confined to certain communities. I don't seem see the same amount of negativity in my local scene. Everyone just seems happy to play. My worst day of playing MCP is better than a day at work. From <laughs> so, so both of these comments are true. So Btera, Btera says, like, maybe it's confined to certain communities. I feel like it's primarily the online community, um, like, where people are it talking is. about the game. And there's always a thing that, like, the negative naysayers is always louder than the, like, the, God, the content few. Um, right? Like, People yeah. who are going to be having negative content or comments, not content, comments about the game are always going to be louder than the people who are okay with how it is. So it's kind of like no no jive. That's okay. from Joey. Uh, oh, that's from Joey. <laughs> Joey sent you a sticker, but he didn't send me stickers. I asked him. <laughs> he should just know that I want stickers. <laughs> he should just know. I was actually. Uh, I'll talk to you later about this. Anyways, content, um, Kathy's. content, I'd like to speak with your manager. <laughs> Yo. Um. Uh, anyways, I think it's about time we move on from all this talk. I think it's been fun. I think it's been a worthwhile conversation. It's been very heated on my end. I got. I got pretty DM that ex- ex- address. <laughs> I got you. Got you. Um, I think it's been a very worthwhile conversation. Go ahead and come into our Discord. The link will be in the description. And there's a feedback channel. And if you want to just call us a bunch of buffoons and this was a worthless episode, feel free to let us know. (laughs) If you'd like to let us know that it was worthwhile. And actually, I was going to send beer, but y'all never replied to my beer questions. We're going to fucking get to it. We're not there yet. (laughs) We're a long long form show, sir. Long form Uh, show. If... If you would like to see more Sassy Dizzard, let us know in the feedback section. Sassy Dizzard, two thumbs up. Let's go. All right. Moving on. We got sales pitch of the week. Ah, uh, shit. I, I put my name down and then like, I don't actually like think about it. Come to be negative in the Discord. Our Discord is actually extremely positive to be completely honest. I don't think I like, I like our Discord a lot right now. That's probably the only place that I conversate other than Amos's patron Discord. Because of the fact that I actually enjoy the conversations. Just give Deez a... You know what grinds my gears? Btera, Btera, if we gave me a segment of you know what grinds my gears, that would probably be like 45% of the episode. Um, because we kind of already have that. But Sassy Diz has been great. Just tell Strikes Midnight that I need to make sure to have two sour monkeys every episode and then we get sassy <laughs> um anyways moving on um all i heard is i'm gonna have to start pre-gaming to keep up <laughs> I, I i just finished off my sour monkey and i'm kind of like i really want like one of my other beers i'm out of sour monkey i kind of want like another beer to like keep this train rolling um but I don't want to like leave and go downstairs to the fridge because I don't have a mini fridge in my <laughs> office like you do. Hey, priorities. That's all I have to say. <laughs> if I had like my excess like beverage up here, poor baby. I mean, if if hey, I smell if, a Christmas present. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> sad life. <laughs> I mean, if you're you're so inclined to you, if you would like to run downstairs and grab me one of those. <laughs> 
<laughs> other beers. It would be much appreciated. Um, anyways, so sales pitch of the week. I actually did not think this through. I put my name down here, and I forgot that I put my name down here and didn't think about what I want to put for this. It's a tax write-off, but as business expense. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, can't let me think can't what confirm. Is. Who do we have up here? Who do we Miss Marvel. Who do we Give me some Miss Marvel love. I haven't played Miss Marvel since she was like first spoiled, and I didn't appreciate Marvel. Wow. Misappropriate the Discord patron money. I'm addicted to Amazon shopping, aren't we all? Um, <laughs> Amazon's the devil. I tell you what. Um, all right, let me let me yes, get on with is. this this sales pitch of the week. I'm trying to think of like something that's like good. You mean like something like Miss Marvel? I don't play Miss Marvel that often. Man. Who who am I looking at with my son's list? I have my son's list pulled up right there. There you go. Pick one of those. Moon Knight. See? Okay. See uh, you know what? I'm gonna fucking talk about Prime because Prime is fucking sick. Uh, and this right. is kind of a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take alert. Uh, How many games? How many games you got with Prime? Uh, like it's all it's all um, Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> it's all um, it's all shadow boxing games. I haven't played like a game against somebody since all I right. played Malika Class. But it's all it's still shadow box games. I fucking love Prime though. Like, who do you want to like let me get myself some better than Shuri rerolls because I can reroll for myself? His builder is so insane. So oh you take your headphones off. Am I talking too loud? I'm sorry. Um Prime shipping is the best. All right, Sentinel Mark IV Prime. That's who we're talking about here. Okay, so his builder is insane. I can play plus three power. To get an eight die builder. That's amazing. And his spender is actually really good too. I'm gonna pay what is it four? I don't have the card in front of me right now at the moment. Is it is that a four or three? Four or three power. Let me pull this up. It's the SL spender. It's three. Okay, cool. So a three power to be able to put incinerate, slow, or shock. Some of the best conditions in the game currently to uh put on, let's say, oh, Malekith for each wild. Not one and you have to choose one it's literally for each i'll get you a beer i don't want to be on the camera right now though you're fine you won't be on camera it's like pointed like this way um anyways uh or you can just like open the door and i'll reach over and everybody can see me reach over and grab it you got to read it i did read it um <laughs> oh i see what you're saying <laughs> anyways but sentinel prime you have rerolls that he can reroll for himself the plus one through three for his builder his spender that gives um literally like shock slow or incinerate which are great conditions he's got the pull cables which are awesome and they balanced it for once where it's like i'm gonna do it once per turn instead of being able to pull the world when prime just like generates power like a freaking god like if you want someone to fund your follow me or fund like your tactics cards prime is like huge funder Recarnas lies aside too which is big absolutely like it's not like omega red where he can like pull medium as many people as he wants but like omega red doesn't generate power like prime does prime generates amazing amounts of power uh cool thing about prime is his rerolls he generates two power when he ends his activation so you're guaranteed to have at least two rerolls going into like somebody else's attack. Like I love Prime's rerolls the most of anybody's rerolls in the entire game. Like because he the fact that he generates two power at the end of his turn. 
So he's going to generate that two power and be able to fund two rerolls. I love Prime. And also, because he's a size four... Oh, wait, he's size five, right? Size five? Yeah. The Age of Sentinels one? So, he's size five, so not many people can actually influence his positioning. Like, Prime is freaking solid. Like, if I had said who, like, is, like, changing the meta currently, it's going to be Prime. Like... Prime is going to change the meta as is, and you're going to see Prime splash a lot, or you should see Prime splash a lot because of the fact that he has so much agency on scenario. He has so much agency on attrition. He's got freaking 18 health. Like, he's a big boy. Um, And you can't move him unless you're, like, throwing with or pushing with an attack because he can't be affected by superpowers or mystic. Like, hello. Like, he's super freaking solid on where he's going to be. So the only way you're going to be throwing that big boy is with somebody who has a size unlimited throw. Like, Prime is amazing. Thank you, baby. Yeah. Oh, two. I don't need two. <laughs> Says you. Says me. <laughs> I love you. All right. And as always, I will not edit this out of the actual podcast because yes. I just... Oh, Dizzard loves his wife. News at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's good enough for. I think that's good enough for Prime. I I, I kind of think I talked his socks off. Like I don't know if you haven't played Prime yet in testing or proxying, play Prime. Also, oh, absolute coolest part about this thing is opposable joints. Like that is so freaking cool. Where have you ever? In a miniatures game, seeing something oh, yeah. that comes from the box with opposable joints. How fucking cool is that? Rogue Agents beer helmets. Let's <laughs> get it. But, I want mine but, in, 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 in Sentinel's colors. <laughs> in Sentinel's colors. And it's huge. Like honestly, like I love Prime. I don't care so much for like the Mark IV Sentinels, but I love Prime. He is like amazing. Warjacks for Rhett and War Machine. Okay, you got me there. Um, anyways, <laughs> they had ball and, ball and sockets. Okay, okay you, but it's been a while. So what does your prime look like? What do your Mark IVs look like? That's awesome. I love the jazz hands. Like, jazz hands. Gonna be different. Like, they're going to be different yeah. on the table like all day. Oh, my God. That's you so can great. change it. Just jazz hands. I want jazz hands. I want jazz hand signals all across the table. All right. There's my sales pitch of the week. Fucking Prime. He's super fucking cool. All right. Hobby Corner. Accountability Club. Um, I have Shameless on here, but that was from last week. Um, don't forget, uh, if you, yeah. it's too late to submit new goals because of the fact that like that was last week. Your goals are done. Um, October sheet is open, though. So this is yeah. one of the things that we're going to, because Accountability Club is a work in progress at all times, just like all of our paint jobs. Uh, I'm going to start closing the current month and opening the next month at the same time. So basically on the oh, 15th of the month, Barquette. I'm going to. Barquette, you only get kicked out after three, three months, months of non-participation starting yep. now. Like September, well, starting last October, week. October, yeah. November, right? Yeah. So if you don't submit so. a goal for October or November, Yes, you're gonna get kicked out. Okay, you know so what? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this right now because we need some fucking motivation in accountability club. <laughs> All right. I have a good buzz going and I'm just gonna fucking spill the beans. The reward. Yeah. Nice. The reward. Okay, fine. The reward Wait, for being in accountability club. Don't do it. Stop. <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth it. 
<laughs> the first reward we are doing for accountability club and we're still working on it. This is why it hasn't been done yet. It's not finalized. Is, we know what we want, yeah. but we don't know how to make it happen yet. It's been really yeah. hard to find something that we can do so, like at a price point that's functional, like yeah. in the quantity like, that we need. I think the cheapest I found it is like like thirty bucks a mug for like actually being able to do what we need. Um, <laughs> well, that's eating up the but, budget, but <laughs> but imagine, imagine, imagine for me. Imagine for me, if you will, a mug, a good sized mug that has a picture of the Thanos emoji that we have in the Discord and on the Twitch stream, and then a couple paintbrushes, and it says, Drinking me is inevitable. And that is the first mug club reward. Mug club. (laughs) (laughs) Accountability club reward. (laughs) The mug club. Uh, yeah anyways uh but hopefully that's some like incentive for people to actually do accountability club but that is going to be the reward one that we can drink out of and wash our brushes when absolutely <laughs> um at the same time because like I mean, you that, know like that's how, on you that one's on you <laughs> raise your raise your hand if you've drinking out of your uh paint mug absolutely i absolutely i have like a seahawks this has been like my paint cup for like the past like i don't know how many fucking years and uh, it is covered in paint. I have drinking out of this cup. Amen. Uh, I'll do you one better. But, Raise your hand if you've drank out of your paint cup and not realized it the first time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, now. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you raised your hand while listening to an audio podcast for no reason. Uh, <laughs> I did that on accident one time. I spit it out. You didn't tell me about that. Uh, strikes me that. All right. Uh, so cool. We all know the big secret now that Accountability Club actually has a reward when we can finally figure it out. The only way that you're going to be able to get this reward is if you have, what was it, three consecutive months of six. actually completing your six goals. Six. Six, six months of completed goals. Six months of completed goals, which I don't think anybody's consecutive. Well, I don't think we, we're, we're not, we haven't been in existence long enough for that to happen yet. But well, that's gotta, why I say nobody's actually there. People who are still alive. We have a few people who are still live. So hopefully by the time we hit the six months, we actually have this figured out where we're getting it from. Yeah. But just oh, so like, I'm more not like, <laughs> <laughs> neither am I. Cause I fucking forgot to submit the form one time. Clear. Yeah. Uh, but, but also in all bad. reality, like if like, like hopefully this is some incentive to join the accountability club. Cause you're going to get a sick ass mug. That is literally like the Thanos emoji and drinking me is inevitable. Uh, we've been having this hope and dream since the beginning of accountability club. We've just been trying to figure out where to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, oh, that's uh, there you guys go. There's, there's a little spoiler for you. All right, moving on challenge of the week. We got Sam. What do you got for challenge of the week? Challenge of the week. Man, I had some great ideas. You know what? I want to see your best Punisher roster. I want to play some some casual Punisher. And I, I played a, a casual a, a casual Punisher roster a while back that included Thanos and Ghost Rider, and that was if I could if I could play Thanos, Ghost Rider, and Punisher, I did. That was like rule number one with it. So it's still a bit of a boogeyman. So you don't need to worry about stuff like that. I just want to see what you would do if you were going to run a Punisher roster because I want to see some cool Punisher rosters. He's unaffiliated. You can be any affiliation that you want to. You can be wholly unaffiliated. I don't care. 
I just want to see All what right. you do. Cool. So punish your roster. It is in the Discord. Challenge of the week. If you need to join the Discord to participate in these challenge of the week, so the link is in the description of the podcast. Um, or you can just message me because I'm freaking in every yeah, single you. Discord. Uh, and I'll give you the link for the Discord. You are Cooley, pretty easy. Uh, I am pretty easy to find. It's a very unique name. Just look for the person talking about X Force or Malakith or currently Midnight Suns. Uh, Punisher Mal and Sam Wilson. There we go. Um, all right. If that's you, that's fine. Um, <laughs> listener questions. <laughs> this one's from last week uh, because it came out during while we were recording and I didn't see them actually ask it. Um, from Omnis Protocol himself, Ooh. Charles, a.k.a. Omnis. Uh, who is your favorite character that you struggle to fit into rosters? Cable. <sighs> I, so I, like, I love I love cable. I love the sculpt of cable and I love cable from the comics. Um like I love playing cable too in the game. Like he's such like a heartbreak. Like like, so like 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 Seahawks, anybody who understands football, like my stepdad calls the Seahawks like a heart attack team. Like they will literally like play to the last minute and then like even look at their game fucking last week against the Broncos, literally yeah. playing to the last minute and like just right there. Like, Cable is, like, that heart attack character where it's like, am I going to roll fucking good on this one? We'll see. (laughs) Am I set for the game? Am I set for the game? (sighs) Nope. Didn't even get the incinerate. But, yeah, Omnis, uh, force your 100% Cable. I love Cable so much as a character in the comics. I love Cable's, like, thing. I just, I love Cable. Go Hawks. Let's go, dog. Um... I have hope. I have hope this year. Anyways, what do you got? Who's your Who's your favorite character? While you're talking about this, I'm gonna go use the bathroom. <laughs> just walk away. That's fine. Loki. Yeah, just walk away real quick. Loki's my boy. Uh, I I want to fit Loki into into everything because I love the way that he matches up into things. And so Loki is in rosters where maybe some people might say he doesn't belong, but he's also uh, the eleventh <laughs> character in every roster that he's not in for me. Uh, I prefer him without a gym for what that's worth. I really like to run myself a, a four threat Loki. I think that he's really fun that way. It's an interesting uh, spot to fill because uh, one of those uh, fantastic negative comments that comes out about the game is that maybe four threats aren't in a great place across the board. And uh, I think that outside of a few standout pieces of which I consider Loki one, uh, that might not be a, a completely off basis critique of the game, but uh, at the same time, uh, Loki winds up being my my eleventh character in any roster that he's not in, and I definitely jam him into places where he's not supposed to fit. I love Loki. Hi. All right, uh, all right, cool. Next question. Where are we at? I pulled the wrong page. Okay, Barncat, can we talk more about beer? More we... Barncat, can you we? need to work on your sentence. You need to. <laughs> You need to work on your sentence structuring. Can we talk more about beer more often? Um, more only goes into a sentence once. So can yeah. we talk about beer more often? I was drunk at the time. Fair enough. More, um, more fun, more better. More, more fun, fun, more better. better. More beer, no, more, more better. No, more fun, more fun, more better Er. All right. So oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Y'all. So if we want to talk about beer more often, maybe we can do like during the hot takes, cold beers or something like that, or cold drinks, we could do like an alcohol fact of the week. That could be fun. 
This is how this show works. You know, we just come up with random ideas in the middle of an episode. Um, so random alcohol fact of the week is um, Mirror Image uh, on the Discord actually messaged me after the episode when I first brought up sours, telling me how the process of sours are done. Because we were talking about how like a sour actually comes to be. And he's like, well, this is actually how it works. Uh, nice. strikes me. I'll have to get you a beer hat and put rogue agents on it. <laughs> I mean, if we can get like rogue agents beer hats, I'm sure people would love them. But anyways, um, so he actually messaged me and he was like, I, I, I used to work in, I, or he does work. I don't remember now actually. Um, cause I had a game against him. Mirror image is his name. And he knew a lot about beer and, uh, sours are exactly what we thought they were. It's literally beer that had gone like, past that fermentation state where they're like like actually like fermented like for a longer period of time and they start to sour and technically go bad and that's how it gets that sour taste is because it's bad yeah yeah bad bad it's alcohol and he was like but the cool part is it's alcohol so it kills all like the bad shit in it um i am absolutely paraphrasing here and this is not exactly the story but you guys can look it up if you want to um so this will be our our beer fact of the week i think this will be a fun new segment to add i can't do the super sour taste it's so good though like i love those victory sours i'm probably going to be buying them and it's like honestly like hot hot takes cold beer is probably just going to be a victory sour every single week for me to be completely honest because it's really good and it actually gives me a good like buzz you know um i can't do it's it's strong it's really strong <laughs> i need to try those sours i can't okay so matt um matt in the comments here chat here said i can't i need to try those sours i got like three to like no it was, it was four four messages like shortly after that first episode of people sending me pictures of their victory sour like it's super freaking good and the best part is is like this this 19 ouncer um like three bucks for me. Like I can get, I can get one of those cans for three bucks. I can literally buy six of those for the same price. I can get a 12 pack or a six pack, which is like, that's double the six pack almost. Anyways, uh, let's move on from beer. Uh, Jacob from to? the danger room. <laughs> Do we have to? No, we don't have to. No, I don't have anything else to say, but it was, it was fun to say. All right. Fair, fair. Um, Gold medal winner in the American style IPA category at the Great American Beer Festival in 2016. I don't nice. know what that is. Cool. Sure. Yay. I don't know what that means. Um, Odin's seller segment. I mean, that could be Link Above Fella. I, I don't click on links. Um, I'm kidding. I'll click Oof. on it later. I'll figure Oof. out. I'll figure out what it is. Um, <laughs> I don't trust. Yeah, it's a wiener. Um, are you from Minnesota? Uh, <laughs> anyways, the soda. Um, Jacob from the Danger Room asks, "Why can't you remember Omnis?" That's a very good question. Um, <laughs> on like, like when I did episode with Omnis this last week, it was rather funny because he was like, "Hey man, no hard feelings." Like, it was actually really funny. I forgot what he said now. I'm I have a terrible memory sometimes. Either my memory is really really good or it's really really bad, and most of the time it's really really bad. Um, you could ask Strikes Midnight anytime because I forget to do shit all the fucking time. All right. Uh, real question now. Here we go. Not to devalue anybody's question from before. Quincy, so random question with a prevalent strategy being grab a high value or multiple extracts and run away. 
Should something be implemented to reduce this? Similar to how Killbox worked in War Machine, or how you couldn't get momentum if you had the ball behind your own goal line in Guild Ball. Uh, Sam doesn't have any reference for any of these references. Because uh, you didn't play Guild Ball or War Machine. Uh, it's true. I remember this time. I didn't actually say you played War Machine. <laughs> that has happened. Um, so the question really being is being grabbed high value for the resurrection. Something be implemented. So it's basically something to be implemented from the grab and run. I don't think so because I think it's a valuable strategy for the game. I think it actually makes some games interesting because I have a character that can grab and run this extract and now what are you going to do about it? It presents a question. So being able to grab and run especially yeah. in the current meta is actually extremely valuable to have and be extremely valuable to try and do. Um, Cause like, like with like midnight suns list I'm doing is a lot of it is actually grab and run and using that bump and extra mo- movement abilities to grab and run the extract. Sam, you know, when we started this episode, we were like, we might be able to hit 90 minutes this time. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> negative, negative, negative. It just can't happen. We are a, Two-hour episode, apparently, two every hour fucking podcast. week, regardless of what happens. I don't know. If, yeah, if, if you I don't know. the pre-show, we are definitely a two-hour cast. Absolutely. All right. It's a long-form so, show. Long-form show. You know, but people love it. People people have commented, and nobody's complained about the length so far, except for Jonah. I think Jonah complained once. Um, I love Jonah. I love Jonah, too. He's a great guy. Um, anyways... Do you have any thoughts on this, like grab and run plays? Like, do you think there should be a negative consequence no. for doing grab and runs? I think that this is something we have to realize about Crisis Protocol. The developers want us to have grab and run strategies. Like, yeah, no, but like more accurately, if you think that we need something, like, I would highly recommend playing some original Human Torch. Have fun with that. That's crazy. That's a really interesting costed interestingly costed and ranged ability from voodoo enchantress and black cat you look at those three and your closest analog is actually miles and that takes an action uh it also rolls seven dice at somebody on an energy defense but takes an action human torch does not human torch is a very very interesting piece and if you have any questions about grab and run strategies i think you want to throw the human torch into your roster he has some amazing lines of play and uh, you just want to get in there and see what he can do. Sometimes he does. Cool. <laughs> I would also add, uh, I don't have any background in, in, in War Machine or Guild Ball, but uh, X-Wing has a kill box where you basically would like try to set up all your ships so that they converged on a somewhat singular point. This is before they introduced uh, objectives into X-Wing, is my experience with X-Wing. But uh, at the same time, you can still create that kill box effect. Oh, shh. What was that? This is my watch. Your watch your watch does that too? Yes. <laughs> they yeah. just talk to you randomly. Every they're now listening. and then. I, they're listening. She thinks she heard the trigger word and there she comes. Well, uh, it's crazy. Like, like we'll be talking about something completely like weird and then we'll get a YouTube ad for it. Like we'll be watching YouTube and like it's like, the craziest thing ever. Yeah, that's because they are always listening. And it they is are always, always listening. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> Strikes midnight in the chat. Mine does that all the fucking time. <laughs> <sighs> You can turn it off. That's I why usually I do, but uh, well, hers, I, I, I hers, turned it on for a couple of reasons last week. Hers is turned off, and it still does it. Oh, it, it's it's still listening. Like, yeah, it still listens. If you read the fine print on all of that. It's always still listening. Yeah. Uh, Killbox X-Wing. You just point all your ships at a target. You can apply some of that strategy to MCP. 
but uh, it's not the same. What? Uh, what would what would this be? But not a rogue agents episode. Derail <laughs> a serious point. I need to find my uh, my charger for my watch. I don't know where the hell it went to. Oh no, that's that's bad. My watch doesn't. Well, I have. I got like two have, days with my watch, and then it, it needs to recharge. So I have a Galaxy, and it doesn't do what yours your guys' silly Apple watches do because Android is better. Come out, bro. Uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next question. Y'all are so off topic today. Strikes Midnight, if you listen to us every single week, this is literally how it goes. Um, we are off topic, but on point. <laughs> all oh, sorry, the on brand. On, on brand? I don't know. <laughs> off topic, but on brand. <laughs> you, need to, uh, you need to listen to us more instead of just putting us on mute and making sure Oof. the chat's okay Oof. she she does a she does a great job of moderating but she doesn't listen to us i feel like if she doesn't realize that we are always <laughs> off topic she only came here because no. she was no, okay, that's why you're here. yeah that's true uh oh whatever i listen sometimes exactly my point all right moving on listener questions uh also anybody in the twitch chat if you have a question just go ahead and put it in yeah. there while we're going up we love answering questions we love interacting with the audience so it's Amen. super fun all right speaking of jonah with the model count being so high right now making it increasingly difficult to build for every eventuality god you jonah i know you're a college professor but could you like tone these words down? Because by the time we get to the no, listener more, questions, more, we're like more, deep, we're like more, we're like knee more. deep, we're like knee deep into that buzz, and my brain is having a hard time comprehending what you're asking here. I'm gonna all need right. a thesaurus busted out <laughs> to fix like all of these sentences. I want even worse words in here. All right, all right. So Jonah, with the model count being so high now, making it increasingly difficult to build for every eventuality. Do you think we'll see changes to roster construction? Maybe a line for more characters, etc. Or even allowing people to have two rosters in tournament settings and choose which they use the game. I'm going to default to my usual answer of I'm not the game developer, so I don't fucking know. Um, but to answer your question seriously, um, I, I kind of hope so, to be completely honest. I I really discombobulated. Wow. Um I I, I am so ADHD right now. Um <laughs> to answer your question, Jonah, I, I honestly I, I actually hope so. I hope we get an expansion of like you're bringing eleven. Even if it was eleven characters, that changes the game so dramatically. Or twelve characters. Or what if Battle Realms becomes the standard? Um like, I actually think roster construction could use a change in the fact of allowing more characters because of how many characters in the game. I'm so, like, lost sometimes in in my roster construction. Like, I want 12 slots so I can get everything that I want. But maybe that's bad for the game because of the fact that 12 slots could cover everything that I need to do. So maybe 10 slots is the perfect number because of the fact that I can't cover absolutely everything but I can come close to covering everything. So maybe that's the thing that we need to look at is 10 slots is a good number for almost covering everything. And we need to take concessions at certain points. I Sam, think the, your the more characters, the more characters we get in this game, the, the less space there is in a roster, right? Yeah. Like that's just like, that's, 
I'm no math wizard, but like that's how percentages work. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. All right. But basically, if there's you know 120 characters in the game and you get to pick 10 of them, you're getting less a slice of the field than when there's 200 characters and you're getting 10 of them. Or if they're in you, you, if there's you know only 50 characters and you're getting 10 of them, you're getting a lot more, right? So, I think. Personally, I I don't want to see uh, a two roster system for this game. Yeah. I want to see crises adjusted in some way. Like if I got to like magic wand something, I would love to see that. I would love to see uh, panic and herbs come back with some adjustments, along with literally everything else in a print and play like thing. That's like, yep. hey, we'll give you a card pack in six to eight months. Here's the Britain play. That would solve so many of my problems with my, my local players and with getting new players to come and play the game. Like, you don't have to buy Modoc to get Alien Ship. Also, Alien Ship sucks now because it just, like, gives you poison and it's basically Senators. Or, you, you know, like, <laughs> the other points don't go wow. away. And if you roll a crit, you get to pick something else up. You know, like... Like, I would just love to see something adjusted on the crisis front, and I would love to see it in a print-and-play format so that people could just access all of these crises instead of having to buy Mr. Sinister, who they never cared about, to get Legacy Virus. And, you know, so it goes. I, I would all also right. say... Oh, okay. That's fine. No, no, no Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that a, a two-roster format would increase the barrier to coming to play in a local event as opposed to decreasing the barrier, which is what I'd much rather see. That's all. I'm done. Absolutely. All right. I don't want to lose this question, but from the Twitch chat, we got B Terra game thoughts on shouting at local events. We are for it. We actually have a channel in our discord server that says shout out your local event. I think the most recent one is actually my local. Um, yeah. My, my local was the recent one. Uh, we also have Joey shouting out a North Carolina one. So, and we have Save the Date from you. Ha! Yeah. All right. So, right. some ones we can shout out. We have Save the Date ten twenty two, October twenty second is what that means. Uh, <laughs> LVOIS in Greenville, South Carolina. Sam is also saying that this is the final event of our token series. Token series. Our patrons tokens, get our tokens. Yeah, Those tokens are sweet. Those tokens are sweet. Sam gave me a whole bunch of them at Nova, and they are huge tokens. <laughs> like, I'm not saying you should fly into this event, but like it might be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <Unique>. Absolutely. All <laughs> right. So October 22nd, Greenville, South Carolina. If you want more details, there is a launch links link in the tournament. Shout out Heck section. Yeah. I have I have the hiccups and it's really like bugging me. Um, yeah, ten one in Atlanta. I'm going to that one. That's fun. Ten one. I haven't All decided right. if I'm going to be like lame or if I'm going to try to be uh, an innovator for that yet. Be an innovator. <laughs> you know, I haven't been pre- lame all season. <laughs> I want to be well, lame be one time. <laughs> one time. You took Black Order in Nova, so get out of here. Um, You're kidding me, right? That has such terrible matchups that everybody knows how to play against it now. <laughs> That's fair. All right. We got Joey Edge saying Saturday, October 8th in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So we got North Carolina, South Carolina. And then we got Battlegrounds in the Richmond, Virginia area, October 22nd. I'll probably be at this one if he wants to come and say hi. Um, 
I missed this month. It was actually this last weekend, but we were looking at some stuff for like our future as like people. Like Strikes Midnight and I, we were actually like looking at like some things. So I was busy that day. I miss our our local. But anyways, Battlegrounds RVA October twenty second. I will be there this time. Um, Anybody want to go hang out? Play games. Battlegrounds is a really good event. Um, I I know this personally speaking because I've done a couple of theirs. Um, they stream their games. I'll, I'll put links up on this next one when it comes up. Uh, they cool. use they use best coast pairings. They have some pretty cool tables going on. And like I think the last two events have been like twelve plus people. Um, nah, that's great. Joey Joey actually drove up from South Carolina or North Carolina rather to virginia to play in this event in that event um but next month october 22nd battlegrounds rva come check it out they do some really good stuff um not sponsored not affiliated none of that stuff i just like it's a really good store and they got really good tables what day is it october 22nd you should come up that's my that's when my event is in south carolina oh god damn it (laughs) mine's a mine's an lvois qualifier if you care about that you're right you're right the last event for you to be able to get these tokens from us (laughs) all right so the 22nd you have a choice go to south carolina to play with sam or oh no i can't play i'm not there i'm not playing i'll just be there oh all right so the real choice line all day the real choice is come to virginia to play against me and I feel terrible because like both like the events that I've gone to for this lo- like that local place I I took first. Um, I feel terrible sometimes, but I'm going to be playing Sons probably. You feel I'll terrible. Play that one. I mean, you played Malaga. Like you should feel. I, I did play Malaga. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the social contract, right? And like, there's two things, right? Because well, it's social contract and it's what were your goals for the day? You were you were on the Malaga. Yeah, to win. So I was hard, there. I was there. Right. To win. So you well, were there the, to win. And you were still playing Malaga. <laughs> like, there you go. Well, the, the, the other event oh, that I won when I went to that store, I won with X-Force, which was awesome. One of the um, yeah. Battleground store owners, uh, one of the people that were, like, actually, like, is, like, a co-owner of the store, actually, like, loves X-Force and plays X-Force. And, like, I was paired up against them. It was an X-Force v. X-Force game. Super awesome. Um, like, How honestly, if you want to come. Now that his messiah has abandoned him. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Might make it to Battlegrounds. Joey, if you're there, I'll be there. Let's go, bro. Uh, 10 hey, one, I thought you were coming to I thought you guys were coming to Greenville. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, we, we got we one absolute Matt saying like this. October first near Atlanta at level up games. See you there, Sam. I think Matt's gonna yep. come to your event. No, um, we're, we're both going to ten one. I don't know if he's coming oh, to mine. Okay. Knoxville's in a really weird spot to get to Greenville. Not to like dox you, Matt, sorry. Oh, dang it. Then I just used your real name, too. I'm so terrible. One absolute <laughs> lived I mean, in like his name place to get to where his, I live. <laughs> his name his name on Discord is One Absolute Matt. So I always call him One Absolute Matt. That's like what I'm used to because I'm used to talking. Also, you know what? Here's here. I'm going to Matt, give, give <laughs> us a shout out. Where can people find you if they want a commission painting? Are you taking commissions at the moment? Because you are an absolute wonderful painter. And I love shouting at people when it happens. Um, so just let me know if you have like a a, um, a link or something like that, and I'll go ahead and post that because I I encourage 
artists and stuff like that. All right. Uh, there was another question here in the Twitch chat that I wanted to hit before I lost it, but I already lost it. Where did it go? Oh, from Barncat. How are your Mal versus Mal mirrors? Were they as fun? Um, did you play all right, Barncat? How many have you played? Uh, I've actually like not played it. No, no, no. I had one Mal versus Mal Rich, mirror. right? Yeah. Uh, so against Rich, I lost that game. Um, he ran Mal, Modok, and somebody else that I can't remember at the moment. And I ran Mal, Mystique. I ran wider than he did. Um, okay. let, let, let me let me interrupt you because you have played how many games with Malekith? Roughly. I don't expect uh, exactly. So it was like 125. Okay, 125. How many of those would you say included a, a, a Malekith? And how many of those would you say included Malekith as the leader? Like against? Yeah. Uh, so against Malekith and Malekith as a leader, probably less than 10, to be completely honest. Yeah. And, and like, so like the community is in arms and the negativity is everywhere and everybody's shouting about everything. But at the end of the day, a prolifically practicing Malekith player has played less than 10% of his games against another Malekith. Yeah. That is all. I, Fair. I, I all right, uh, to, to answer the question, <laughs> where did it go? I lost it again. Uh, Mal versus Mal Mirrors. Uh, so uh, it was fine. <laughs> um, I, at the game against Rich, I was honestly just so burnt out on Mal. I was very much like, I don't want to play this game. And I think Rich was kind of at the same point of his Mal career. Um, it's one of like those lunch soup salads, whatever they're called, events. Yeah. Um, it was a really good game overall, to be completely honest. Uh, the other Malik against Mal- like the other ga- against Malagoth game that I can remember was um, it's very much a game of who has to commit first. Soup sandwich is a game or a tournament um, that is typically like ran like every month and it's like three rounds winner takes all like no there's like, there's no all but uh it's just like on t on launch shanks i almost said tts um tts launch shanks um it's typically ran every single month uh johnny pastrami puts it on he usually puts up links in like the tournament channel on the tts server but anyways um it's it was a good game, and the other game I played, it was very much a game of like who has to commit first, and that's the game of Malekith is who has to commit first. And if you have to commit first, you're probably losing the game because you're putting yourself out there to try to score a scenario, and then the other person is going to just eat that character. And as soon as that attrition advantage is had, it kind of sets the stage for the game. It was it's very interesting matchup. Um... You need a private jet to get to Greenville. That's fair. Uh, okay, let's get back to listener questions. Um, if there's any more from the Twitch chat, just go ahead and add us so that way we can see. All right, from Sure Thing, I, we're having fun. This is a long episode again, <laughs> two hours. Here we go. We were expecting at most 90 minutes, but we've been ramp. I, it's all been valid content. Uh, I'm going to stop wasting time. Sure Thing. In our lull of extracts, what type of extract would you want to shake up the current world? How many points, shape, what threat, what mechanics? I want to see 19 threat. Give me panic back. I want panic. Like, like I loved the B-shape extract at 19. <laughs> I loved it. 
Yeah. It was one of my favorite to run. Even if I wasn't breaking it, I love the B shape at 19. And you can only hold one. You can and only you can hold only one hold one. one. God, it's so like, fair. Like, Except for how out it is. Of, out of all of like the egregious extracts that there have been, I think Panic was the least egregious. Like you look at herbs, you look at legacy virus, and you look at panic. Like panic was probably the least egregious. Like to be completely honest. Like tell me I'm wrong. Like the only like you could score eight if you had all four citizens. Panic, I, you only have, have to get problem. three. Like I I have a problem. I see something like panic and I go, How do I do this? So like it, in the chat, it's saying un- unbanned herbs, unbanned panic, ban legacy. But like, okay, like let's not ban legacy. What if we just brought everything back? Like, yeah, so we're playing extended, right? Like, it's way too easy to look at those crises on paper and say, I can do X, Y, and Z. That's the game. Herbs is a, a lot more of a a proposition than panic is because panic makes you just win out of the traditional win zone right so like you got to get the 16 points scoring happens in the cleanup phase you can get a tremendous advantage on herbs but there are lots of opportunities to just straight attrition during an herbs game that that can do a lot of damage that might not be able to be stopped or maybe it will be we're playing a dice game like boom dice just diced and something happened and that's that's the difference between herbs and panic, in my opinion. And so there was a lot of vocal disdain for herbs plays in the community prior to its being banned. It was like, ah, I'm so tired of talking about herbs plays. And it's like, well, okay, but they're there. Uh, but, but all right, if that's what we're talking about, that's what we're, we're talking about again. Fine. And panic is far more egregious in that respect, in my opinion. And so as a but sweaty hard, so I, I, I love panic games. I absolutely love them. I want to steal yeah. your thing, and then I'm going to back up, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I love the interplay of like trying to get a civilian off of someone without yeah. like hitting that danger zone where like you're like, well, I tried to get it off you by beating you up, and I beat you up but not quite enough. So now you have enough to evacuate and now we're here. So you get to evacuate that and get two points. And now I've lost access to that extract. And I feel like that's like almost like the, the traditional panic line of play. Like that's what like the, the play testers and the developers envisioned. They're like, look at this amazing extract. It's fair. We both have yeah. access to two of them easily. And if you beat somebody up, but don't kill them, then they get two points. And now that's off the table. And so like, that's where it's fun. It's not fun when it's like one of the many options to go and grab your thing safely and then back up with priority, go up three to one on panic, score three, three to one on panic, whatever we get on the secure for a few turns. And then at the top of whatever, because I ran panic in my roster and I generate a lot of power on my characters just innately, I win. Turn three, turn four. That's when panic is not fun. So I, there, I can there's, agree. There's definitely a fix needed for panic. I mean, even panic, like out of like the corset stuff. Like panic is a really fun scenario 
don't don't get me wrong when I say this, but like it's even out of the core set, right? You've well, got Steve Avengers that are saving power no, turn after turn, and you've got Cabal that's gaining extra power. Give like, me, so like, give me, give me Panic without the scoring. Like this could be like four a B shape extract that you score one by holding one and only it basically spiders, but it's four instead of five. Um, like I'm cool it, with that. It like, needs a cool drawback. A, it needs a drawback, yeah, not a bonus. Like give them minus one defense. I don't care. Um, yeah, make them all senators, right? They're they're people yeah. you're carrying around. Make them all senators. Yeah. Like it's 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 super <laughs> cool. Like I want I want a B shape extract. All right, next one. B Terra game. Why this is in the Twitch chat? Why do you think they are waiting so long to provide more crisis cards? I'm gonna come back 100 percent to my tinfoil hat, and that is they are doing a rework of crisis. I have been, been saying too long this with nothing. Yeah. I have been saying this for the past fucking, I don't know, year and a half, I feel like, or year anyways, where they're going to be doing a rework of crises. They're going to be doing all this. It's going to be a crisis pack. It doesn't make sense that they're going to do a card pack 2022 and not release a crisis card pack as well with it because they want to make this game accessible. If they want to yeah. make the game accessible, they're going to do a crisis card pack because it happen. makes sense. It's a business. It makes sense in a business, and it makes sense for the game. One hundred percent. This is what it is. Like, I have no insider information. I don't know any of that shit. But it's like they won't let you be a playtester, probably because I, I have, <laughs> what, a, podcast. You have a podcast or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it's like it's it's straight up like I one hundred percent think, and I've been saying it for the past year you can look back at many episodes even when i was on the danger room i would say this like i like it's just everything points to there being a crisis card pack when i have no fucking clue um hopefully soon because this yeah, would be amazing for the game um I, just give me I, a crisis card pack that that they rework some of the crises to balance it in because some of these crises are from the core box and like they're with core box ideas they really are. So a crisis card pack with reworked crises. Let's fucking go. I, so two things. One, I'm fine with the core set crises. I think they're actually incredibly well balanced for the game in general. Uh, I don't love Deadly Meteors, but it, it still has a place. And uh, oh, damn it, you left again. All right. So I'm going to have to talk for a couple minutes now. I think that Deadly Meteors is not my favorite crisis. I would love a crisis pack. I don't think the core crises need to be reworked, but I would really, 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 really love a crisis pack. Like I said earlier in the episode, it would help me get new players into the game to convince them that like, they don't have to buy character packs that they don't give two craps about to uh, be able to have a crisis that their team could really excel at. And on the other side of that coin, I, I think that by having a more accessible game, by having crises not locked like this then we're in a much better environment for just playing the game because they can adjust them as they see fit kind of like you know we're in that same range now with with character cards even though it's a, a little bit spicier because they've basically said that they don't want to do that and they won't do it again but with the, the crises if we could have a little bit more fluidity with the crises i think it would be amazing I don't think the core crises need to be reworked, but if they took a look at basically everything else that's come out since then, I would not be opposed to it. And uh, I have somewhat strong feelings about the, the EMAP um, 
I don't I don't dislike it so much as I just feel that it is Yahtzee with an IP skin in a lot of cases. And so I would like to see something where I, if a map was going to be adjusted, I would choose the EMAP to be the one that got an adjustment. <laughs> but in general, I think that just taking a look at all of the crises and uh, giving them an update for this current state of the game would be a good thing. And a print and play would be great. That's be terror game. Where is the Mystic Flip secure? I know, right? Where is the Mystic Flip? Where is the Mystic Flip? Convocation also, needs a crisis to shine on. Because they're I want, not good enough. I want, I want a secure or an extract that gives you bleed. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, my. Uh, oh, my. Oh. Uh, Joey Edge, is meta really a thing at bigger tournaments? I've only been to a handful of events, and there doesn't only really seem to be an actual overarching meta. Is this something to really consider? I'm going to come back to variance is such a huge thing in this game that there never truly can be a meta. When you come down to the core concepts of the game and how much variance there is, there never truly can be a 100% meta. However, what you end up seeing at these bigger events comes back to currently Malekith and Sam Vengers. Um, That is what you see at huge events. Like look at Nova, we look at Nashcon. That is what you see at the top, top, whatever you want to call it. Um, so like when like, it comes down to considering, I don't think you should really like actually be like, okay, cool, meta gaming. I'm gonna do this, this, and this. Play whatever you want. Play what you jive with. Play what you've been working on. Play whatever you want. Um, the actual overarching meta is so dice dependent and so variance with this game that it can be whatever it is at the moment. Like, I don't know. Like, literally, like, the meta of the game is, like, a pure definition of hot takes. Right? You yep. agree with that? I do. Cool. All right. Uh, Only oh, thing I would add to this question... <laughs> Is was... that uh, is there's a stat that's not being tracked on Longshanks, and uh, I've actually got a message out to, to, to Sam about it. But it's something that uh, some of the X-wing followers that I, I used to pay attention to, and content creators that I used to pay attention to, would, would mention is basically like chance to make cut using X. And I, I think that that would be a really interesting statistic to be tracked for Crisis Protocol, whether it's affiliation or if it's uh, you know, piece by piece. And now that we've got a roster code import for Longshanks, the piece by piece is actually kind of interesting to me. But basically, there are it's a it's a twenty person event. There are ten Avengers there. How many of those Avengers wind up making whatever the cut is? Uh, X Wing was a little easier because everything in X Wing had a cut. There really wasn't anything where like you just played through Swiss. It was always a cut. Yeah. But uh, I think that's a really interesting just thing to look at right because that is it, it also includes kind of a, a shadow statistic of mirror matches knocking each other out which is really interesting to me because if half the avengers wind up knocking each other out in round three or four but then you know four of ten still make the cut like that's that's an incredible percentage right of, of rosters that are making cut and i think that that's where metas actually develop it's in the, the the top end of what's going on. And that's where we have to be really careful, both as players and participants and stewards of this game. 
there was uh, more to this question that I didn't see. Uh-oh. Uh, when roster building, or do you <laughs> is it something to really <laughs> consider when roster building, or do you just put something together you feel is all around solid? Basically, spending a lot of time preparing to face certain things, and you don't even end up facing them. I'm gonna go ahead and once again look back at my Malekith list. I had played 120 something games before Nova, and I didn't win Nova. Um. Ryan Janway won Nova. I don't know how many games he played. I'm actually kind of interested, like how much games he played in prep. Um, but like, it just makes me feel like I spent so much time trying to perfect that list for what I thought was the meta for no reason. When ultimately the reason why I didn't make it to the top, what top eight yeah, was what, because what, what happened? What what happened with that? Corvus destroyed Malekith. Um, <laughs> but, like, when it comes down to Janway is an LFG Hound on TTS server, I mean, you're not wrong, but it's like, it comes like, is he actually playing that list or is he playing, like, different themes for fun? Like, I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, it's basically the same roster as playing the league. He played a lot of league games with it, played a lot of games, yeah. for league games. But, like, my point being is, like, over 120 games playing a certain like list idea and then like fine tuning that list. I probably only had like actually like 30 games with the actual list that I actually took to Nova. Right. Um, yeah, but it's like a lot of it just feels like it was wasted time because of the fact that like variants overcame preparation, which I think is kind of like the well... core concept. <laughs> No, it let's definitely be, yeah, like, <laughs> definitely let's, let's be real. You rolled no blocks. Like I, can't, I rolled I can't, no I can't, blocks. There, there's no world where I can like, make you roll no blocks with Malik. I will. Like, I will 100 concede the fact that like Corvus can take down Malakith. I will 100 say that Corvus can take down Malakith easily. But what I won't say is Corvus one shotting Malakith two times in a single game. <laughs> like, like one that is, is more accurate, but yes, I yes, guess that's fair. That, like close, close enough. Um, so it's it's kind of it kind of comes down to like it makes me feel like all of the prep time that I put into that list, like I guess it wasn't wasted, but it's like all the fine tuning didn't wasn't necessary at that point because at the end of this game, Ooh, there's so yeah, much variance that. Like I could like like you said like you took a list that you literally just threw together like literally like what two nights before you left for Nova. Uh, okay, and... so you you know that I didn't actually just throw the list together two nights before Nova. There was a ton of of theory yeah, yeah. prep. Well, yeah, like your experience played, that went into you this. played Black Quarter. So yes, I'll I'll one hundred percent agree with that. So uh, I was but... literally trying to find a Black Order roster that I felt comfortable playing into a meta that included. So I'll take the opposite tack on this and basically say, like, I did a ton of thought work on yep. what I thought uh, a Black Order list needed to include and needed to have to play into an environment. You took the opposite approach of basically trying to get a list through experience, like a, a brand new centerpiece right yeah how do i support this brand new centerpiece i was looking at taking something that i had already explored and being like does this still have any functionality in a modern game yeah 
Um, the last thing I would yeah. have to say about, about our game, I'm sure it won't be the last thing to say about our game, like overall, <laughs> no. but the last thing I would say is that while Malekith might be advantaged into the field at 14, maybe he isn't advantaged into Black Order at 14. Can agree. Even though I think that, you know, that that's that's a hard dimension to quantify, especially how the dice worked out in our game. Because I have said from the beginning of Black Order and Mal is that you need you need a dice break. I just happened to catch like almost all of them in that game. Yeah. Uh, BTR game in the Twitch chat. If you didn't play on TTS, how many games would you have gotten with your roster before the con? You said mm-hmm. 120 games. How many were TTS slash in person? Um, honestly, 100% honest. I played probably like a hundred and I probably probably take a hundred ten at least. I was say on 117 because yeah. I know you played yeah. a three round event. <laughs> yeah, well, there were some other games I had played like outside of t- of yeah. that. So I'd say probably like right around the hundred and ten mark of the hundred and twenty something. Um, some majority were TTS. Like, TTS is a great tool. I won't deny that one hundred percent. Um, it's a great tool to use to try and get games in, especially shadow boxing or playing against other people or playing league games or playing in random tournaments that you see for on TTS. Um, it's a great tool. However, it doesn't beat playing in person because of the social aspect and because of actually seeing how things play on the table. Like NashCon last year, uh, 2021, yeah. I had basically primarily played TTS and not played very much in-person games because COVID was a thing and we couldn't play in person very much. So a lot of my like mistakes played at NashCon were mistakes because I was so used to having a certain angle of view on TTS and being able to see every single angle I needed to of the play field. And at NashCon, I was like, Oh, I'm going to move here and I'm, I can shoot you. Like, well, no, you can't see me. It's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't see that angle because of the fact of I'm not on TTS and I can't do that. So that there is a big thing. That, that actually is a big thing. Like in real life play, in my opinion, trumps TTS 100%. So I've, that is a thing. I've gone to time twice in real life events. And one of them was the first round at NashCon. And I'm, yep. I'm the same team as what you just described. Cause like that was, that was the first time I'd played the game in person outside of my kitchen. Yeah. You know, basically, like I, I had a few games at a store, but like we weren't playing on a clock. Like I was, you know, playing with other people, and we were just, you know, having fun. There wasn't a clock on anything. I went to NashCon, and it was like, oh, oh wow. The first round went to time, and after that, like it was just, I just had a different perspective for the rest of the day. You know, it was also the the list that I was playing, the player I was playing. Like it was, it was a very one of the things that I think everyone walked away with from NashCon one was like there are matchups that take more time than this game allows, and it's just how it works out and so this was a uh, doctor strange and iron fist versus black order and so i had two different activation activate your giant thanos things to manage going on there and so it, it was and it was a very close game so uh, big props to sandbox I, I still remember that game as well it was a good game and we went to time yeah. and he's got far more than a you know a chance in hell to win that game if we don't have dice down because he was about to roll a big old shot into my ass. <laughs> I remember Sandbox. Like, I remember playing him in NashCon and he was like, oh, this is like the first games I've played of MCP. Yeah. Like, great, great guy. I, I want to say he's from Tennessee. He is. He's. I think he's West Tennessee, if memory serves. Yeah. 
He's in the West uh, Side Escape Group. But yeah, like I remember like last year Nashcon, like I played against him in one of the rounds and it was like he's from Memphis. Okay. Um, I remember like playing him and he was like, Man, this is like like we were talking, and he's like, Oh, you're from the danger room, right? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Man, I'm I'm scared to play against you. I'm like, man, let's just have fucking fun. I'm pretty sure he beat me. Um and it was very much you like were playing X Force, right? Yeah, I was playing X Force that game. Um, he was playing Defenders though, so what Yeah, what yeah he was playing Defenders. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. We got a couple more listener questions. We're having fun. We're having a good time. This is probably our longest episode to date, and we're having a good time. Uh, all right. Sure thing. Again, on the last episode, you mentioned Finger Guns lost because he hadn't considered Webs would beat him if he saw them, and that people should be prepped for Sam Vengers. These kind of feel like gear checks. What are some gear checks that would you would recommend a player takes their list through in their head? One, Sam Vengers. Two, Malekith. Three, uh, Keenpin. And... Probably, honestly... Currently, the rest is like, I don't even know at the moment, to be completely honest. I would just say Mal, Sam Vengers, and Keenpin. Those are probably like the top three. Guardians. Guardian, Brotherhood. Yeah. And if you are an attrition <laughs> rusher, especially S.H.I.E.L.D. That, uh, and I guess I in the sky can really recap. I guess I guess always prep for Black Order too, because if you've not yeah, played in the Black Order, especially with like Malekith being like the new bad attrition list, um, Black Order's kind of fallen off the wayside. Like somebody's yep. gonna come in with the Black Order list and kind of like sneak attack you. So be prepared for Black Order too, even though it's almost the same list as Malekith. It's slightly well, different, but it's like the same goals. The, the things that you want to bring against Malekith and the things that you want to bring against Black Order are largely the same. And yeah, Matt, Matt in the chat says that Brotherhood's dropped off a bit. I agree that Brotherhood has dropped off a bit, but similar to Black Order, I think that it's something that you want to like try your roster against because there's nothing like walking into that round one, round two game and getting paired up against something you haven't played your roster well, into. And I like, think Brotherhood's, oh, crap. Brotherhood's only dropped off because of the fact that Malekith is so prevalent. Like Brotherhood's terrible yeah. into Malekith. I so. I don't know about that. I think that Magneto is Magneto a, Brotherhood a is terrible. Yeah, and Magneto jugs Reality Space Thanos into Malekith is also a tough sell. I think yeah. that Mystique Brotherhood has a surprising amount of options into into that. It's it's not perfect. I'm not saying you have a, a an advantaged fight. I just think that it's a lot fairer than trying to drop Magneto into it. And see what happens. Indeed. Uh, Joey Edge waiting for Blob to play my brotherhood again. Completely fair. Yeah, I can't wait to see his rules. You are not alone. All right. Um, and another question from Joey. Oh, I, so to get back to, to Sure Things question, there is one other yeah. thing I want to say. And it's that uh, I wouldn't say that I lost because I hadn't considered Webs would beat me. I punted to webs because I did not expect to see them. And I think that there's a big difference there. It wasn't that like, I was like, Oh no, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, you know, webs or whatever. It was like, I don't think that I'm going to see a web warrior. And if I do, I think that, uh, I have the tools. And honestly, in, in both of my games, I, I, I got schooled by this web warriors roster. It wasn't like dice. It wasn't this, it wasn't that like I made mistakes. I made an unforced error. My opponent did not give me an opportunity 
to make an unforced error. He played a very clean game. He played his list very well. And that that's that's why I lost. So it, it wasn't that I was like, ah, oh, well, I'm not going to think about Web Warriors. It was like, ah, oh, I don't have a good matchup into Web Warriors, but I don't expect to see them. And then I did see them twice. And both games, I did not play the game that I needed to play against that opponent. And uh, he, he was a solid dude. Played a very quality game against me both times. Both times. All right. Uh, next question from Joey Edge. We're almost at the end, I promise. Um, <laughs> with the t- <laughs> we got a lot of listener questions this week. I'm actually kind of happy. I like, I like the audience interaction. All right. Joey Edge, with the two tactics cards revealed, do you think Sentinels can give Mal the business? I think the Sentinels can give the whole entire meta the business. I... I find them very interesting. Prime is a really, really good five. Um, the Mark Fours, they're sketchy because they kind of kill themselves. But you have now have the tactics card that like puts health back on them, which is kind of cool. Um, and then the brain and affiliated character now, which I don't know how much that actually helps. I haven't like I haven't really dived super deep into Sentinels that much. Um, so I I don't know I don't know about like, giving Mal the business I don't know because Mal can just throw them with ferocity and throw them into each other and that's six incoming damage. Hey, but, I mean, you when I said that you said brace and indomitable. Yeah, you brace and brace and indomitable. <laughs> You're not wrong. Then you know looking at stuff like like Gwyn, I think is another one that's like really interesting with Sentinels running yeah. Gwyn in in the Sentinels roster because now you're yeah, like, and then the card that gives the person mm-hmm. flight immunity to bleed and. Poison, I think it is. Yeah, um, like seems it seems real good. Um, I just wish that that card popped before you made affiliation. Like this card yeah. makes the character count towards your affiliation. Um, that would make a huge difference because of being five four four five for your like characters. Like, yeah, but they said Nova's. A, they said Nova's affiliated, and all we know are Prime Nova Sentinel Sentinel. So it's like five four four five for your like affiliation roster is yeah. like rough. Um, so really, I'm really fine hope. With it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, if they had like, if they if that card like gave like, hey, this character counts towards your affiliation. That card would be instant huge for the affiliation, and I could see that affiliation being top tier. Um, I like the Sentinels; they're gonna bring some interesting stuff to the game. Um, if they give Mal the business, I don't really know. There are a lot of health to chew through. Um, yeah, and they actually I, have a day side, unlike Hulk. So I know, don't know. I prime prime is huge for the meta. I think that we've said this for a while. It's something that Hyperviper said back when people were complaining about Thanos. And uh, I go after the big boy. If the big boy is going to beat you and beat you and and make you lose, go after him. And you just have to commit. So if it's a Hulk or it's a Malekith or it's a this or a that, you just go all in on getting that piece off the board. Is it going to be easy? I didn't say it would be easy. I said that if that's your out, play to your out. And if ignoring that piece is your out, then play to your out. Like whatever that winds up being, whether it's go all in or try to stay the hell away from it. The problem with these big boy pieces is that you have to commit from the beginning of the game you don't get to pivot if you go all in on this you don't get to say wait a second nah this isn't working i he, he's rolled all his blocks the first two turns i'm never going to take him down what do i do from here like at that point 
there's a real good chance you've already lost this game, even if you don't feel it in <laughs> in your rumblies, right? Like, they, go for it or don't. And if you don't go for it, don't come in hard on turn four and decide that this is the turn that's going to make it happen. Like there are situations where that is the case where you're like, ah, he's taking some chip damage. I think I can get him down. He's holding an objective. Like this is, he's holding an objective, standing on a point. Sure. There's always going to be an edge case where it's like, ah, you know, throw away the logic and, and do the thing. If the dice carry you, the dice carry you. And if, if it's your day, it's your day, like whatever you want to call it, you can't pivot off your game plan. If your game plan is, Focus and kill Mal, focus and kill Mal and just keep going for it. Because if you give up on that halfway, there's a real good chance you gave up on it for a reason and you're not going to be able to get back in the game anyway. So just keep going for it. And if it's not your day, well, it's also not your day. And that's just how dice games work. (laughs) All right. Last question from Matt Erb or Draz. Ignoring crisis threat level, who is the best character to you? character to use under your skin on and that's the new sentinel card that lets that be a sentinel uh so hot take hot take i see a lot of talk on hood hood being like a prime like this is huge like let's give hood immune to bleed poison and flight um also i'd rather put it on somebody hood's gonna heal (laughs) yeah well well well, that's the thing though is the sentinels are immune to bleed aren't they so it's like he can really heal so it's like, but it's like he can heal the like, bringing him affiliated means he can heal 14, the sentinels. Seventeen. All right. So it's a three threat. I think we're talking about yeah. a three threat for who's the best yeah. at this. I really don't know. Um, who do you want to have flight? That's like good for like objectives. I mean, black cat seems kind of silly because black cat giving black cat long, flight long move. Long move. Yeah. With flight. Yeah. Or Zemo. Zemo's good. Uh, but both of those characters have like some, I don't want to say power problems, but like they're, yeah. Like you're not going to benefit from that every single round, right? It's going to be yeah. something that you need on like round two or three. And it might be game breaking, game deciding, but it's not necessarily like. I can see, I round. can see Ronan. Give it to Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> Medium base, medium move, or any or, or fucking red school, new new red school, medium base, Thanos. medium base, yeah, Thanos too. But like basically any character that's a medium base, medium move, like that's huge. Better, Especially yeah. if they're a size two, if they're a size two, medium base, medium move, giving them flight is such a huge thing. Like I like red school or Thanos, yeah. I'd say one of those two. Sabretooth, Sabretooth right. would be pretty cool. Lady needs damn flight or wall crawler. Sabretooth. I there's a lot of characters that wouldn't mind it. I think four, because it's Sentinel affiliated, being able to do that, you probably want like somebody who's actually gonna be like killing and attributing to that that leadership. Um I actually kind of like Red Skull. Red Skull might be my favorite for that because medium base, medium move, um, and he's a straight up frontliner. Um I like I like Red Skull for that, yeah. Corvus. Corvus. Give Corvus flight. Yeah, get out of here. You didn't say that. Get out of here. And, and immunity to bleed. And immunity to bleed. So Hood could be in your affiliation and heal him. You could run Prime, Sentinel, Sentinel. It's 5, 9, 13. Corvus for 18. 
yeah, fuck that. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of town. I'm here for it. Oh, <laughs> give him flight, medium move with his guy. Hey. Yeah, yeah. That's that Corvus is probably the Corvus or Red School, <laughs> like New School. Yeah, both. I can see see one of those too. Yeah. All right. I think this has been a long-winded episode. It's been super Marathon. long. If you have stayed this whole entire length, I applaud you. It's a uh, journey, thank you not for... destination. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to everybody who hang, hanged, who hung out in the Twitch chat. Thank you for coming out and hanging out and listening to the episode. Uh, it has been super fun. Hopefully, this has been like some goodness and reevaluating of how you see yourself in the current game and community. But as always with that, we have been the rogue agents and you have been the bleeding ears listeners. <laughs> the tip of the spear. The tip of the spear. <laughs> we have an outro, right? There it is. There it is. <laughs> Maximum effort. In this world, there's no surrender. He's out of line, but he's right. Who the hell is Bucky? Touché. All right, that was way longer than I <laughs> expected. <laughs> <laughs>